So I'm trying to remember when the last time I performed live is. Um, in Waterbury? Was that what it was? Waterbury? Yeah, but when was that? November, maybe? Yeah. Does that sound right? November? I think I remember two, did two shows. One on Long Island and one in Waterbury, City Limits. Right. I think they still have the, uh, my name on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they go out of business like right after my show? Hey, I'm sure it wasn't your fault. <laughs> don't, blame, told, don't blame yourself. I swear there were people there. It wasn't me. I swear. Yeah, November, right? So what is that? Do the math. That's seven months ago, eight months ago? Seven. And Friday, I can't believe I'm going to Sweden to do this concert. They love you in Sweden. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ridiculous. It's one of those things. That's so, sp I, so spinal tap. They love us in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, sex, sex farms are hit in Japan. <laughs> so when I, you know, when I get the call and they say, oh, yeah, they want you to headline a two-day festival in Sweden, I'm like... Uh, sure, but as it starts progressing and it starts becoming a reality, it just seems insane. Because I'm just so not doing this now. It's such like a gear change. I don't know. But it's happening. Well, I don't know. I think that you must never really grow tired of that feeling when the whole arena stands up and cheers for you. At least that was what I was thinking last night at U2 as they're walking off and people are just worshipping them and sending out these waves of love and I'm thinking that feeling must never get old. Yeah, that doesn't suck. No, I wouldn't think. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's why I have difficulty going to like parties because unless really people are standing on the tables and <laughs> chanting my name when I come in the room, it's a letdown. Yeah. It's not very interesting. I can see that. <laughs> so, that's my way of telling you I won't be at your wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Just we're, kidding. We're going to stand up and cheer for you. <laughs> well, I did at Dave Hills. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? I know I've said it before, but that was too funny. I swear that wasn't planned. <laughs> Suzette and me, we show up late, and we see the wedding party in the foyer. It's at the reception. We're like, oh, good. We're just in time. And we go rushing into the room, and everybody is lined up. To welcome the bride and groom. <laughs> and we come through the doorway, and the DJ, was it Dave the Wave? Yeah, I guess so. Dee Snyder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, hi, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, Suzette and I were just hoping to slip in unnoticed because we were being fashionably late. But no such luck. It wasn't happening. Got an ovation, though, so if you could arrange that, I wouldn't mind. And I'm cool with that like, coming in right before the bridal party. Yeah, because okay. I don't want to, you don't have to actually include me in the bridal party. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> Hey, uh, good morning, everybody. It's Monday, but don't feel bad because we don't. There's nothing you can do about it. It just is what it is, so we're here to provide you with the finest in morning show entertainment available. To that end, we've got um, an excellent recap. Oh, oh, good, good. Dark Side Dave bangs, he bangs. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff, yeah. yeah. Good, good. I thought, that's good because that was uh, toward the end of the show. Interesting. Uh, a lot of people, other people took the uh, inner rock star quiz. And a lot of people wrote in and had some interesting results as well. So you might find solace in some of their results at Dark Side. Uh, and it's Monday, so it must be family feud time. 
But right now, it is Sean's choice. And I have a feeling that Beth's going to take another beating. I'm not talking to Sean today <laughs> because of this choice. Awesome. <laughs> it's fairly <Good> hard. <laughs> hey, you need some corn in your diet, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, everybody. It's Steve Snyder Radio, Radio 104. Double is that? <laughs> D-Side Radio, it's Radio 104. What'd you think of that song, Beth? Oh, man, that's the awesome. song over. Sean, I'm not talking to you for two days. Because Come of on. Two? I may have to. I may have to make some kind of ruling here. That, that was, <laughs> I mean, I, All right. corn is palatable at certain times during the day. But, I mean, <laughs> when he gets to the tent, <laughs> that stuff's got to go. C and D. Uh, it's got to go. That song. That song almost prompted me to curse. It was. I mean, so I know bad. the guy was like raped by his father, a cornhold or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have sympathy for him. You know. Oh. <laughs> Still no excuse to produce that, that song. song. I swear, the next song I pick, Beth, you're gonna love. Okay. I promise. I don't know, Sean. No, I, I want the one person that's still listening after that song <laughs> to know that we're gonna have Aerosmith tickets to give away oh. on the show today. When are they playing, Aerosmith? Wednesday night at the Meadows. Their first show of the tour, and uh, VH1 is actually broadcasting the first couple of songs live, which is neat. Are there rumors that they're in town? Well, I'm thinking they're in town only because there was a Wire story, an Associated Press story, with the Dateline Hartford, Connecticut on it today with quotes from Joe Perry. Why would they be in town so so early? Well, I, I think, though, well, you probably be more of an expert on this, Steve, but uh, if it's their first show of the tour, you'd think they're getting a little rehearsal. Lots of oh. bands start their tour at the Meadows. They seem to, anyway. I think Hartford's sort of a good area of the country, and it's not like starting in New York. You can work out a couple of kinks here, I guess. Yes. If it's the first uh, show, um, it's a definite possibility they're here a couple days mm -hmm. early. Uh, dress rehearsals, things like that, going through it. Oh, that's interesting. So we got our best men on the job, right? They're going to get um, Tyler and Perry. I don't know. Well, I told the them show. this morning that they're in town, so now I think they'll have step two. We're probably hanging out with Lich. <laughs> here he gives a great interview. But we here at Decent Radio Radio would do better interviews, considering I know Stephen. Not, I don't know him well enough to let it, I don't have the number or anything like that. Like, you know, I guess you really know him when they give you their phone number, right? I guess. But if we, if we see each other, we talk. You know, hey, D, what's going on? Hey, Steve, what's going on? Last time I saw him was like 1996 at the, uh, some international music awards thing. How you doing, Steve? How you doing, D? It was a comeback of the year. I really wanted to go to that show, but it's just I, not going to happen. I would really love to go, but I'm uh, working on about two and a half hours sleep today, so I don't. I oh. can't do another concert. This oh, week. you were out rocking! Oh, and I stayed till the end. And, it uh, was that good. It was so. It was so good. This is how good it was. It was so good. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Dark side. Yeah, dark side. You got to get a handle, a grip, man, because it's it's really unfair that that uh, Beth has to suffer through your guys' musical selections with no recourse. Well, then I guess you can talk, you, but you can't pot her mic up and make vomiting sounds. I know he's bigger than I am. I can't get near the mic. It was so yeah. good that I didn't wear my earplugs for most of it. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You went insane. I was totally crazy. 
You took them out. You just had to take it all in yeah. and feel the feel the buzz. I did. I did. And 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 the place was probably going wild, right? Oh, I mean, this yeah. is a small venue for them. Yeah, which was nice. It was sort of bringing it back to the old days a little bit. Old school. Yeah, it was old school. It was really great. Hey, uh, as, and on the music thing, subject, you go, girl. D, please tell Darkseid to behave himself when Beth plays her song choices. Otherwise, Beth needs her own set of sound effects to retaliate. And Beth, you keep playing those great R.E.M. and U2 songs. Yeah. Oh. Sue oh from Shelton. Oh. Thank you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a big shock that Darkseid and I don't share much in the way of musical taste, except, interestingly enough, things like James Taylor. But other than that, yeah, there's not a lot of crossover. Moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys scratch your heads and go, "You like that too? Yeah, me too. That's weird. How weird is that? I should, if I just had a mic, I could have turned it up. I could have caught actual dry heaving sounds that Beth was making <laughs> during the corn sound yeah. song. Actual real ones. As opposed to Dark's pre Dark Side's pre-recorded ones. Beth was really <laughs> she was really letting loose. She was, I mean, I don't know. Corn, you know, they have their moments, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised, surprised that you think that, that, what? you think that way, man. That's that's a great song. Well, I I'll tell you what. My thing is I was a singer and a screamer. Jonathan is neither, quite honestly. I don't know what the It's like some crazed Japanese guy in some old World War II film. Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Well, I tell you, if I was over, if he was in the room, I'd give him the Heimlich. Oh my God, he's choking. Everybody step back. Probably a chicken bone or something in there. <laughs> Get it out there. But um, I know they're hugely, hugely popular. And there's some things that I enjoy. But uh, that early in the morning hearing that, I, I have to go. I have to go with Beth. I felt a little uh, and 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 Nick for that matter. Yeah, that song sucked. As a producer, he was ready to pull the plug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On abort, the station. Abort. <laughs> <laughs> Come back later. This, the station went down earlier this morning. I don't know why. <laughs> Our producer hacked through the main line with an axe trying to save the show. <laughs> we have a little box in case of corn break glass. And there's like a fire axe in there. You just go chop the main line and take the station off the air. Um... But no, but it's an excellent tune. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it looks good on you. Oh God, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm finding everything exceedingly funny today. Nick brings in the schedule, and I go, "Oh, Nick, that's a that's a great recap title." <laughs> I thought, maybe I'm just really tired. <laughs> maybe you had a contact high at the show last night. Uh, somebody was uh, smoking the reefer in my section for Ooh. sure. <laughs> See that? And you're very susceptible. I smelled you, somebody in blood. section 216. <laughs> Didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> you think it's a contact high, dark side? Yeah, it could be. Is a little buzz going on? I think it's lack of sleep. Plus, I'm drinking real caffeinated coffee this morning, which I never do. So. Now, oh, man. Now you know how I feel all the time. Look at me. No earplugs, high-test mm -hmm. coffee. 
Glenn's gonna get some legs tonight for sure. Hey, it's a lady. What's going on? I don't know. It took me back. It really. I had such this awful moment on Friday when I was talking to one of our new interns, Sophia, and uh, we were talking about going to the CU2 show, and I said. Oh, yeah, I had gone to a couple. I had gone to a giant stadium a couple years back, and then I went in high school to see the Joshua Tree tour um, when I was a junior. And I said, well, how old were you in 1987? And she said, five. <laughs> oh, well, now you know how I feel. And I was like, oh, my God. So I demanded of myself that I rock out and stay till the end, and I did. Good for you. Well, you, you've been waiting for this one for a long time. Yeah, yeah you were... You, they came through with the tickets. Mm -hmm. Proper respect shown to the co-host of the most happening morning show in Connecticut, for that matter. And uh, and I'm glad that we well, seats okay. Yeah, my seats were fine. I did a couple breaks with Will Cow on my way into the show. Was he nice too? He was nice. You know, he tried to get me into a battle over forgiving third world debts versus high ticket price of the show. And I tried to convince him just to free his mind for the night and enjoy the atmosphere instead of just continually being belligerent. <laughs> but we came to an understanding, I think. We had, no, it was fine. We had a nice time. There's no need for you to get up in his face later when he comes in. I will. I know you will. Yeah, put away your muscles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Billy Blazowski in uh, Night Shift, stuff, Nick stuffing tissues in his sleeves. Mm -hmm. Look like he's got muscles. <laughs> Does go down there? Oh, put them away, Nick. It's okay. Everything's fine. Well, I mean, you would. So, oh, I'm curious. Yeah. Was it good radio, you and Will Cow? Oh, I don't... That's kind of... It's all about an odd couple. I don't think it will go down in Radio Hall of Fame um, at all. <laughs> but it was listenable, I guess. <laughs> uh, we're, we're very different personalities, but we did two breaks. Do I have anything I thought, to fear? Are you going to leave leave my show I to think him? that um, my position here at Decider Radio is safe. <laughs> 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 the second break that we did I thought was really good. And uh, the first one he started to get tried to get me into a discussion and I said I'm not doing this <laughs> I told you Friday I wasn't doing this so did you say that on the air yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's funny in and of itself, I think. <laughs> were, uh, were the listeners there? Did you see any peeps Oh, there? yeah. There were I mean, and I bumped into just... God, it was like old home night at the show. I saw so many people I knew from the station and also, you know, from high school and summer camp. It was weird. <laughs> I know. Ban band camp? Band camp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this laughing Beth. I mean, you're always laughing, but you're really laughing today. You were giddy. Bono took this girl. If you are listening, girl, he took up on stage and danced with like he was your junior prom date for the whole song. I am jealous. What song did he do it to? It was To Stay. It was a, you probably wouldn't know it. It wasn't, it was, it's a great song, but it wasn't a big radio hit. But what was yeah. this, the eighth or twelfth uh, ballad they did that night? It was like the third or fourth ballad they did that night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were all moving. Oh my God. So I don't know. But, um, oh, it was so nice. Do you ever do that, Dee? Do you ever take, well, probably isn't appropriate for you to do a slow dance during one of your big shows, but do you ever take a fan up on stage? Because I just think that that's a story that she's going to tell forever. We used to, actually, we used to do that every show. Not the slow dance. No, right. it, was, it, was, it was considerably different. But I would do this thing every night where we, I'd turn on the house lights, and during the show I'd have, keeping my eye open for somebody who's losing their mind in the furthest mm -hmm. reaches of the crowd, and I would 
have them bring him down or her down to the stage and they would do I Want to Rock with the band from the stage. That's pretty cool. Which I still get letters about that. People talk mm -hmm. about, you know, how cool it was. Cause, and the audience go wild because everybody identifies right. with the guy with the crappiest seats. You remember Culture Club, wasn't that? You yeah. Know, the crappiest yeah. Seats. Of course I didn't like want to dance Boy George Boy had George. called you down <laughs> and said, come on down to the stage. I'm cool, thanks. I'm fine <laughs> up here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so we used to do that. that it's, I think it's, it's cool, but like you just, you identified. Right. That, oh, that's yeah. the whole thing about it. I mean, I identified because I used to see, you know, I used to sit in those crappy seats and wonder if I even existed to the band. And to have the guy on the stage actually notice me would have been unbelievable. You, know, you feel like you're not, you're not even in the audience when you're that far mm -hmm. in the upper reaches of the Coliseum. So, anyway, yeah, I, I can see why that's pretty cool. Well, you know what? You were, you were pretty excited. You're in a great, great mood. I think it was good for you to go to that Thanks. show. Thanks. I think it was good for you to take the earplugs out, <laughs> lose the sleep, get in touch with your other Beth, mm -hmm. the other Beth, the bad Beth. Old the school one we Beth. so rarely see. Yeah. Uh, so is, is, is the wedding still on? Is Glenn thrown by this? No, uh, he was it? at the show. That was his first U2 show, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. It was electrifying. That was <laughs> <that> <laughs> Hey, uh, Sean, do you ever bring a fan up on stage? Anybody from the crowd? Actually, uh, yeah. I handcuff uh, oh, someone to uh, the equipment. Oh, yeah, that's a nightmare they tell their friends forever. What was the guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> no, this last show, I, uh, I handcuffed Andrea to uh, one of the mic stands. And what is that? I mean... Andrea, queen of the square circle? Yeah. Is that something cool for the fan? I don't know. It's just fun for me just to handcuff people. It's a good time. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> okay, it's a little different. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. and we return, <laughs> we will uh, play the recap from Friday's show. We had done... Now, now with the recap... Did you actually do the test as well, or is it just the result part of the test? Just the result part. Mm -hmm. so it was way too long. Oh, I would think. Because mm -hmm. we did this inner rock star test we, that uh, Big Mama had sent to us, an online thing, to find out who our inner rock stars were. And they asked you like 15 questions, and supposed to say, if you were a rock star, who your inner rock star, which rock star you would be, and which rock star best represents you. And we thought it was particularly interesting since... Rock star, so we'll kind of see if I, I was myself, which I wasn't, and uh, we'll give you those results. We'll, we'll play the result part of that. It's not the quiz part, by the way, Nick. At around seven forty-five, we should tell the, the people who were listening on Friday who were there when we took the quiz what the results were, because sure. they may not have been listening at nine o'clock when we played the results back. But anyway, we'll get into that. A lot going on. Good times. Good times. Uh, things to give away. Like, uh, what are we giving away today? Do we have D-Day tickets today? Yeah, we have a couple pairs of invitations to give away this morning. Good. Invitations, right? I get, I'll get it sooner or later, probably by the 28th. And uh, also, Aerosmith, you said? Yeah, we have two pairs of Aerosmith tickets today and tomorrow. And then uh, Wednesday morning, everybody who qualifies, uh, everybody who wins tickets will qualify to uh, go to a meet and greet with the band. And uh, you'll pick that winner on Wednesday morning. And we're going to talk about uh, weekends uh, also, sometime during the show today. Uh, I had an interesting one. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but you might, like I said, you might want to 
delete the putting the band back together soundbite <gasps> from. Uh, yeah, VH1 may have recorded the last ever performance of Twisted Sister. Oh, it got interesting. Um, wow. Say the least. Yeah, this is a big story. Yeah, I need it's... this for my news. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you're going to get it firsthand. So we'll talk about that a little later as well. Stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Uh, I was going to ask if you saw Dave Hill at yeah. the YouTube show. It's our what old boss, Dave Hill. Yep. Had some uh, backstage passes, which was nice for him. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he's heading, heading on back. Well, you know, you got to realize that Dave is hardcore modern rocker from way back. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had the flock of seagulls haircut. Mm, he and has it almost again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, he probably knew Bono when they first came out. <laughs> he was out there kissing his ass on the first tour. So, when you kiss ass at that level, it's got to, you know, at least there's got to be some benefit. Yeah. The backstage pass. Uh, hey, D Day is happening on the 29th. Of June at Six Flags, New England. We're broadcasting live. It's D-Day all day at Six Flags. And this is an invitation-only event celebrating the second anniversary of D. Snyder Radio. And we want you to be a part of it. We, you know, I hope one day to have an event like this in a, in a situation, you know, like at the Meadows. You know, 25,000 people. Invitation-only. <laughs> it's a real, an exclusive group of, of people. That's my goal. But we're, all, we're up to 1,000. Last year was 500. Now it's 1,000 pairs of tickets to give away. And if you call number 10 right now to 666-4444, you'll win the invitations. You get to hang out. There's all sorts of little goodies and tchotchkes. You get to see Seven Marys 3. You get the hat and the CD. And you get to hang out all day at the park for free. It's going to be a great day. And you should be part of it. All right, so give us a call right now, and you and a guest will be there for the party. The rest of you who may not win tickets sometime during this month, and there'll be quite a few given away in some capacity or another, should consider setting the day aside and taking advantage of Six Flags' offer, which is for uh, a $10.04 downloadable coupon from our website. It's not up there yet, but it will be in the next couple of weeks. You can get into the park for $10.04. And if you go there at 9 o'clock, at 9 a.m., we're opening up the Batman stunt area where we're doing the whole broadcast from to anybody else who's there. So you can all join the party for the last hour. Seven Mary 3 will be playing. You can check them out. And say you go down there with your family or a bunch of friends. Forget about how much money you're going to save. You're saving 25 bucks a ticket easy. So I uh, want you definitely want to think about that. Nick, what's going on with the Snide Remarks uh, voicemail line? Is the message getting out there? Or i got to tell people again. Yeah, when you uh, all you got to do is call eight six zero seven two three six zero seven one, and uh, tell us how D Snyder Radio has affected your life, and if we like it, we'll invite you. 
Yeah. We want to, you know, we, we've done deep pleas before where uh, somebody wrote to me and says, how come everything's D this and D that? Yeah. <laughs> it is. You'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll burn out on it in another year. Trust me. Uh, or maybe sooner. <laughs> By the end of this promotion, I completely burnt out on my name. I'm changing my own name. Anyway, but... Uh, People would write in and, you know, let's say they, they'd tell us sad stories that would make people weep openly in the hallways of, of WMRQ. But we said, you know what, let's go for something a little more positive. So if you call the Snyder Marks voicemail line, 860-723-6071, tell us how the show has affected your life. And uh, we're going to pick some of the best ones and award and award invitations to those people as well. All right, stop calling. Roger from Cheshire's got the invitations to D-Day. He and a guest are going to be going. This is going to be, it's, it's the social event of the spring season, bar none. Need I say more, now that U2 is out of the way. <laughs> and Aerosmith tonight. But after Aerosmith and U2, that's it. This is the social event of the season. Okay, a couple of just uh, reactions. I don't take long on there. Um, Andrea, Queen of the Square Circle, did write in. To mention Fault Lines set, said, what a scene. People were actually dancing on the bar. It was a good time. Tell Sean, if I don't hear from my date, I hold him personally responsible because of the handcuff incident. I guess that would put me off of my date if <laughs> she was handcuffed to the mic stand with the band. Uh, and Prophet says he, he saw Beth at the show. Yes. At, at yes, you too, not at Fault Line. Hmm. Right. And you yeah. too said the show was awesome. Good. And he'd been waiting 10 years to see them live ah. and finally did. And he wanted to know if you were jealous when Bono pulled the girl on stage and sang to her. And what you heard for yourself, Beth, was of a course. little twinge of jealousy as so many other women have felt mm -hmm. in the hall. Now, that was Sunday night, right? Last night, yeah. So, oh, good. So, Sean, it didn't affect your the draw at your gig on Saturday. Yeah, no. I mean, fortunately, I think that they had, you know, similar size crowd down in Waterbury. Well, you know, you know what happened. If if actually you two and Fault Line were the same night, you would have heard Bono say, "What's with those empty seats up there? <laughs> I've never seen empty seats before. Who else is playing in this town tonight that might be drawing for my show?" And it would have been Fault Line. What do you know? All right, time for the recap from Friday's show, entitled <clears throat> "Dark Side Dave Bangs." He bangs. <laughs> <laughs> It happened Friday. Check it out. This is D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. We've got the rock star. Who's our inner rock star results? Oh, good. So, save me for last since I'm the actual rock star here. Uh, who is Beth Lockwood's inner rock star? The Beth Lockwood's inner rock star is Sade. What? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it I'm says, Sade? Yes. Yeah, it says, ooh, lady, you got it going on. The rock star part of you is all Sade. Sleek, sexy, and untouchable. Yeah. You are the smooth operator. Smooth, smooth operator. operator. <laughs> I can see that. You got a little you feel Chardin good about that, Sade. Yeah. <laughs> so who's Dark Side Dave? Uh, yeah. Dark Side. No, this is rock crap. star is Ricky Martin. <laughs>
want to recount. No, you know what? <laughs> I even did that test twice for Dark Side. And it came up Ricky freaking Martin. Ricky Martin, brother. <laughs> Here you go. You're hiding something. Take it, Dark Side. Okay. Uh, now, Nick Lentino. All right. What do you got, Nick, Nikki? Nick is Chris Isaac. What? Oh, you can do yeah. worse than Chris Isaac. Yeah, like Ricky Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It says, it says ooh, Nick, you're in a rock star is Chris Isaac. Ooh, you're smooth. The rock star part of you is all charm and all Chris Isaac. That slow smile and sensual nature are absolutely intoxicating. Oh, crap. How about that Chris video he Isaac. had with the naked model? Oh, you're yeah. You're gay. There's nothing really you have to say <laughs> yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Dark yeah. side day. Okay, Ricky. Slow down. I can't say <laughs> 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 Really? Okay, all right. So... Uh, so who's my inner rock star? D, your inner rock star is Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My name is the rock my star in you is definitely the ultimate bad boy, Eminem. You are a risk taker and a rebel who never sticks to the straight and narrow. What? That's what it says. My answers were so normal. He's a homeowner and he... He doesn't have a shopping problem, and he doesn't crank his music, and... Eminem doesn't have a home? Well, I did say I have a little bit of a shopping problem, yeah. and I am my biggest fan. Maybe that's And Eminem clearly is the biggest fan. Well, I feel like I've made out the best out of all you guys, because at least yeah. I don't Eminem's know. I think that mine is, is pretty good. Yeah, you did good. You and me did good, I And it's, I actually had a woman, which I, I think is interesting, that we all... Well, did that, I mean, they must react to your name. Do they right? ask you... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I answered uh, each okay. person individually as a woman, as a man, whether or not you have more than one tattoo or no tattoos at all. <laughs> this is crap. That sucks. <laughs> I think the biggest surprise here is Dark Side Dance. I mean, uh, Let's hear your song again. I don't, no, I don't think let's, it's let's a surprise. Let's hear my song again. Let's hear your oh, song into on. commercials. Oh, you guys suck, man. Come on, let's just do that let's again. Let's go out with can the we, Dark Side. You guys come on. suck. You made a lot of money off of this song. Yeah, I can start it. <laughs> you wish that you had his moves and his money. Crank it, Dark Side. Crank it. When you want cattle, you want food, you pig the food. When you want a woman, then just take the woman. And you know Ricky Martin, if he wanted, could have women. <laughs> he could have his choice if he chose to. That's right. We're back, Ricky. You know, he was in Menudo, Dark Side Days. Great. Yeah. I feel much better oh, yeah. about that now. Yeah. Hey, you know. Could have been worse. <laughs> how? Right now Boy I can't George. think how. Yeah. I can't think how. Boy George, yes, that would have been worse if he was in there. Someone did note. I got a bunch of email I'll be reading later on because it, for people who are listening to that recap on Friday at that time during the show, and I want to address their letters then, but said it seemed like all of the names within that were, nine, were, were relatively new artists. Is that the case? Well, I don't know. Sade has been around for 15 That's years, true. wouldn't you think? At least 15? 10, well, at least 10 years, at least. I never even heard of her. Come on, Smooth I Operator? Swear. Smooth Operator. Yeah, maybe. I know that one. He couldn't avoid it. Uh, and, well, actually, Sean was, what, Tommy Lee or something like that? <laughs> yeah, but Darkside and I were talking about it, and we think that he just fed his answers in well i don't know a Nick, bunch of if times you were until it came around up. but he redid the test after now i know he went down the hall but he redid the test after the show in front of both dark side dave and psycho dan and even adjusted some of his answers due to their criticism and still came out as tommy lee so i think he's been vindicated 
I don't think so. I don't understand how it's possible. I still don't get it. How could you be Ricky Martin? How could he be Tommy Lee? At least you should have been like Charlie Daniels or something like that. <laughs> I could have dealt with that. The dude from ZZ Top or something. Oh, man. <laughs> Dusty Hill. Yeah, I could have dealt with that. There isn't a question that asks if you have a two-foot beard. That's how you have <laughs> One of the ZZ dead Top. guys in Leonard Skinner or something. Yeah, yeah. One of them guys. Cool. Yeah. One of the Van Zants. One of the Van Zants. That'd be awesome. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. Anyone would have been acceptable. What's your name? Ronnie, Donnie, Lonnie, or Johnny. Any of the Onnies. They all have Ani at the end of their first name. <laughs> how, how angry are their parents? All right. Let's, uh, we got to take a break. The news is coming up next. We need to get some traffic. So, Beth Lockwood, what do we have to look forward to in the news? Well, it was the weekend of death. Three deaths of note. We'll go over those, the obituaries. And then finally, the time has come. Al Sharpton is going on a fast. And I say... It's not too soon for that to have happened. Anything uh, going on with his hair? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that'll be step two. Um, when beavers attack, <laughs> when poodles attack. Also, another reason it's a bad idea to handcuff your loved one to the bed. And Ozzy's in the news and movies from over the weekend. Right on sister yeah. and i've got some reaction to nick lantino OBGYN. and if you haven't heard it yet we'll be replaying that on sometime during the show today but right now it's time for psycho dance traffic report good morning psycho morning d this traffic report is brought to you by call before you dig dig safely connecticut and call before you dig 1-800-922-4455 for more information visit the call before you dig website at www.cbyd.com Traveling on 84 East, a little bit slow into the downtown tunnel, tunnel, only because of a little bit of sun glare out there. 84 West looks good coming off the Bulkley Bridge, 91 North and South, no delays, no problem there. Traveling on Route 2, just a little bit busy up at the flyover. At 6.50, I'm cycled down with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I offended. He has a name. You call him by his name. The Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buzzer. There's, there's something. Radio 104. Now back to D Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. <laughs> Decider Radio. Tune in around this time. There is interview Bob Vila, the original tool guy from this old house. Has some great ideas for Father's Day. People always looking for good ideas mm-hmm. for Father's Day. Do you know what you're getting your dad for Father's Day yet? Uh, remember you gave me a tip? I did. Did you? Did I never followed up on it? Were you able to find it? I haven't gone out to look yet, but I have a few ideas where I can go. Okay, good. Because I, 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 yeah, I remember, and he'll really like that. I know I do. I got one for a gift. Anyway, but I digress. So uh, he'll be on tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's not no rock star Bob Vila. 7 a.m., he's on the phone. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a regular guy. Some reactions to Nick Lentino OBGYN. Genghis John said this week, meaning last week, but we're playing it a little while as well, uh, episode of Nick Lentino OBGYN was the funniest yet. I nearly died laughing when Nick's new pet made a guest appearance from out of Nick's mm. backyard. King mm-hmm. is John. <laughs> and uh, here's an interesting letter. Subject slandering my good name. 
Dear D, over the years, many rumors have circulated to the effect that I am gay. Such slanderous statements are entirely false and unproven. While listening to your show on Friday, I heard the promo that I recorded for Nick Lentino OBGYN. After it played, you stated that, quote, Richard Gere seemed a little stiff, unquote. For the record, I was not stiff at all while I was performing the rectal exam on Mr. Lentino. You, sir, will be hearing from my lawyer, Richard Gere. Mm. Oh, guy, he took a, took umbrage to what I said. Well, I think he uh, meant stilted. <laughs> yes, I did. I didn't mean stiff like that. I, he took it the wrong way. And look at this. He's a constant professional, Beth. Still in character. Underneath his name, he wrote Doc B. Mm. Still in the role. See, he's like that. He's, he's an actor's actor. I don't know if he's won an Oscar, but he probably should. If not for that performance, for some of his others. <laughs> Last thing I want to tell you before we kick it with the news is that we've got Aerosmith tickets. Yes, we do. Uh, a little later on, as a matter of fact, after the news break, we're giving away a pair. A chance for you to see Aerosmith open their tour at Meadows Music Theater this Wednesday night. And when you win the tickets, you'll also qualify for the grand prize, which is meet and greet passes to see the band. And I'll be selecting the grand prize winner on Wednesday morning. And we've got two more pairs of tickets to give away on tomorrow's show and two pairs today. And Fuel's opening the show. Fuel, WMRQ Radio 104 favorites. Uh, say hello to Reverend Dave. He's probably be backstage with Fuel. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, Beth, enough of that mm. bull crap. Time for the news. Vernon police shot and killed a Rockville man yesterday. They say the man, identified by neighbors as William Keenan, got out of his car wielding a machete-type knife. Police say they shot the man after he refused to stop coming forward. He was flown to Hartford Hospital, where he later died. Yeah, it's a good safety tip there, Beth. Um, when pulled over by the police, don't get out of the car with a machete-type knife or a gun. If you're going to learn one thing today, let it be that. <laughs> what I learned today, <laughs> leave the machete in the car when talking yeah. to the police. They, I don't know, they take it as like a threatening move if you have a machete and you're waving it at them. <laughs> President Bush is renewing his pledge to help restore the Florida Everglades. He tours the famous wetlands today. It's part of his effort to build an image for himself as a conservationist. That's my <laughs> this is Bush's third trip to Florida since he became president. Not bad, considering his brother is the governor there. <laughs> you think he'd hang out a little yeah. more often? I don't. I don't know. I mean, is there anything he do, that he does going to convince you or any of us that he's a conservationist? Well, I'm going to try to be an optimist and say, even baby steps are steps in the right direction. I've heard. I read. I heard. I read that his own ranch is set up ecologically minded. Well, that's good. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the exact things, but I remember reading it and seeing, I don't know if it was some solar energy panels and some some uh, recycling things evident on the property, and I don't know if that was just a show, but that was early on before he was elected. I remember, you know, re reading this and saying, well, at least, you know, mm -hmm. in his own life he walks the walk. It's just his connections to the oil industry are just so huge. It's just difficult to overlook that. Well, it's going to take a big mantle to hold all the awards for the Broadway show The Producers. It won a record 12 Tonys last night. Producer Mel Brooks won three of them. Referring to the warped humor in the show, Brooks thanked Hitler for being such a funny guy on stage. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, of course, because the premise of the producers is that these producers put on, was it Springtime for Hitler to fail? Springtime for Hitler, yeah. yeah. So. He's well, well, wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> this guy's in his 70s. He has not lost his edge. I know. He, on the national show, he thanks Hitler for being a funny guy. <laughs> I mean, I, really, I actually wanted to watch that. I bet it was pretty well watched. Oh, usually yeah. the Tonys don't have good, uh, don't have high ratings. You know that? Oh, oh, yeah. They historically don't do very well as an awards show. Because it's regional, mm-hmm. you know, rather than national. But this year with Nathan Lane and Mel Brooks in the audience and, and Bancroft. Yeah. Yeah, his wife was there. I'm sure Jessica, whatever her name, was there. Uh, his wa- uh, Matthew's wife was there. Yep. So, I mean, it was. They, I think they bet they had much higher ratings. I want to see that. Somebody I know is going to, somebody I know, my landscaper, Wayne. He's going to see uh, the show. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of landscaping. It's like, you're actually almost friends he's over so mm-hmm. much now. And, uh... $500. If you can get a plus. ticket. It's sold yeah. out for the foreseeable future. Yeah. If you if you want to get a ticket to the producers, it is, without a doubt, the hottest show. Over five over $500 a ticket he's paying to go see it. And I was watching some of the news. They said that it's one of those shows that is so big that it's actually energizing Broadway in general because mm-hmm. there's like spillover. When people can't get tickets to it, they go, well... All right, well, we want to go, you know, we had plans to go to a show. Let's go to something else. So it, it's bringing so many people to to Broadway that it's actually, you know, kicking ass for the other shows as well. So it, it, it's a phenomenon. Pretty cool. Because Mel's, Suzette worked with Mel Brooks. I never got to meet him. She did that makeup for him once. So he's really a cool guy. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah. You like to hear stuff like that. Yeah. Not hear like he's a grumpy old scumbag. <laughs> no, he's, he's a nice guy. Like Nick's going to be when he gets older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, put my makeup on right. Put my makeup on right. You're going to be a big star, Nick, but you're going to be a grumpy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, a friend of Anthony Quinn says the actor was motivated by the passion for his art. Quinn died yesterday in Boston at the age of 86. Another friend says Quinn had planned to make another movie Later this year, of course, he'd won two Academy Awards and had a very long career on stage and screen. Now, things I did not know about Anthony Quinn. One, he's Mexican. He was born in Mexico, yeah. I, I didn't know that either until you start hearing news. Nobody does. Well, you know what? I, I would actually, now I'm curious because the fact that it was so not known... And I mean, I'm older than you guys, so I was actually, I think I may have saw Zorberg with the Greek in the theaters. <laughs> it was in black and white. Uh, anyways, um, but I never knew that. So it was obvious he wasn't like a champion of, you know, of Mexican causes and, and all those issues. He kind of stayed out of that, which is kind of interesting. I'm curious about why he did that. Uh, also, that he, um, you know, we were talking earlier, wasn't there something in the news, like with a year ago that we were talking about? About him having a kid or something in his 80s? Yeah, something about... Or getting married, something crazy. out on his wife and fathering a child in, in his 80s. Yeah, some kind of scandal broke. Oh, and do you know who he worked for that got him, who gave him the money to get his start in acting? No. Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect? Really? How insane is that? Yeah, he worked for him. Frank Lloyd thought he had some sort of... Hmm acting gift and paid him 
to give, get acting lessons. Gave him money to get acting lessons. Got his start for him. And another Weird. interesting thing is now all these quotes are coming out. I guess he used to hang with Buddy Cianci, mayor of Providence. Is this guy, you guys were all like snickering when you mentioned his name. I'm out of the loop on that. Well, remember we talked to Buddy Cianci is the guy who, he's facing indictment again, but who was arrested years back for, was it kidnapping the his estranged wife's boyfriend and oh the teflon mayor yeah <laughs> <laughs> the guy that all his stuff and he really nothing he never gets in trouble for it though yeah they, he and he was hanging really out with this guy he's yeah. done jail time before yeah. but he's gotten elected after being released from jail yeah those people in Rhode Island are nuts <laughs> <laughs> you know that right Nick knows that better than uh, anybody yeah. uh -huh. yeah couple of other deaths to report. Imogene Coca, who is best known for co-starring with Sid Caesar on television's classic Your Show of Shows in the 50s, but probably best known to our generation as Aunt Edna in Vacation. Aunt Edna! Died Saturday in Westport, Connecticut at the age of 92. Oh, dark side. You got nothing in your bag of tricks for Imogene? No, no Aunt Edna quotes? No, I don't have anything. Clark! <laughs> gotta, you gotta get something. They want ketchup on your helper, Edna? <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember they threw it up on that roof? Right? <laughs> when they pull over. Oh, she smells. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how about the prayer? The prayer actually the funniest things about her she was things she didn't say. Oh, when they found out that her, they tied her dog to the yeah. bumper and forgot to untie it and oh, that was good stuff. Oh, good yeah. times, good times. Emma and, Jean. and finally the last two obituary of the day, we hope Hank Ketchum, whose lovable lovable scamp Dennis the Menace, tormented cranky Mr. Wilson and amused readers of comics for decades, died at the age of eighty one over the weekend. You gotta say one thing about th this death, uh, Deadpool that's been going on this weekend is that look, these people were all in their 80s, so I mean, yes. at least they had relatively long lives it and was uh, it wasn't tragic right. by any means. Oh. Well, please from his mother apparently won't stop the Reverend Al Sharpton from fasting. Sharpton's mother tried to convince him to end his prison hunger strike, but he's pressing on after getting a letter of support from Coretta Scott King. Sharpton has been fasting since Tuesday at a New York City detention center where he's serving a 90-day sentence for trespassing on U.S. Navy property during a protest of Vieques Island in Puerto Rico. So, what, uh, Tuesday? Since <laughs> this will be almost a week. Yeah. Oh, man, how much longer is this guy going to last? He certainly has room to spare. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, he's living off his blubber. <laughs> Hey, is this going to be a new and improved Al Sharpton? I know, if, this might just be the kickstart he needs. If you're going to go on a diet, what better place than prison? Mm -hmm. I'm sure the food can't be all that great. <laughs> well, this is sort of an update on a story we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but a guy who was promoting drinking urine for health. Well, a new survey out of China shows that more than 3 million Chinese drink their own urine on a regular basis, believing that it's good for their health. Participants at a recent seminar on the practice in a northeastern city were told that urine contains many active ingredients which strengthen the immune system. One professor says urine contains no bacteria and is actually more sanitary than blood. 58-year-old guy says he's been drinking his own urine since he was 13 years old and has lived a healthy life. Oh, come on. That's what they're saying. I'll tell you what. I don't care 
how much I enjoy their product. Soby starts adding <laughs> urine to their drinks. I'm not doing their commercials anymore. I'll take the occasional sniffle and flu-like symptom <laughs> if I don't have to drink my own urine every day. Wow. Thanks. Uh, mm. it, it, is it? I gotta ask questions about that. I need somebody. Anybody out there is a urine drinker? Do you chill it? <laughs> Do you put it in the refrigerator and keep it cold? Is it better cold? Do you mix it in with other things? Do you drink it straight? Hmm. How, when you say drink it, how much? A thimble full? Oh, no. Or a big, or a big beer mug? A tumbler? Frosty beer mug. Oh. I'll a tell tumbler. you for a hundred bucks. A oh. hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. I pretty. You'll drink your own urine. At this point, I think you're whoring yourself out for anything for a hundred bucks. I am. We we throw anything on the table and you're a hundred bucks. You can do it. Times are tough right now. Hundred bucks. I'll drink. No, he was two hundred bucks to huff darks to get ass masked by dark side. That was the two hundred. Yeah, a hundred bucks to drink your own urine. Yeah, I'd rather drink my own piss than you know have dark side's ass in my face. Well, how are you gonna do it? I mean, mean, how am I gonna do it? I I will. How are you gonna know that you're not? You're gonna chill it? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll put it in a cup, and then I'll you put won't. it in the fridge for, like, I don't know, a few hours. It has to be chilled. Will you seriously do that? Yes. It's not going to hurt much? hundred bucks. Quantity. No, how much? Quantity. How What's much? in a cup? Eight ounces? <laughs> quiet, quiet, quiet. Listen. You can hear Nick's mom screaming. <laughs> a few ounces. Yeah. A few is, like... What, two, three, four? I'll, half a cup, four ounces. Even one of those little Dixie cups that they have down at the uh, Springwater Bubbler. Okay. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a Dixie cup. <laughs> all right, so how do we know uh, How we know that you're harvesting it and that it's yours and all that stuff like that? Well, he's well, certainly not going to drink somebody else's. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know that it's like Sean doesn't mind seeing my penis, so I'll have him come <laughs> in the bathroom with me while I piss in the cup. <laughs> and then I'll put it in the fridge, Mark, do not touch, and then uh, Nick's <laughs> urine. Or touch it your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'll just, you know, I'll take it down. Um, okay, well, all right. Now, first of all, I may just go on this just for the pleasure of handing in a receipt to Clear Channel that says $100 for show producer to drink his own urine and see if I get reimbursed. I've been reimbursed for shipping a human placenta and for Nick taking his clothes off. I've had some good uh, receipts, but uh, Swamp Rat's got a, Swamp Rat's on the phone. Morning, Swamp Rat. Good morning, how are you? Good man, what do you think? I was just thinking, double or nothing, he should drink dark side urine. No, that's that's too grotesque. I can't live through that swamp. No, <laughs> I can't even watch it. Never mind have him drink oh, man, it. That. That'd be interesting. You can do it. Two fifty straight from the tap. Next. I hope you ain't got nothing to do for the next. Straight from the tap? Is that what you said? Yeah, what kind of show do you think we're running Thank here, Swamp Rat? Yeah, right. Thank you, Swamp Rat. We have some controls. Oh my. That's nasty. <laughs> um, <laughs> can, we, right. can we regroup with a traffic update? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh. <laughs> so when? So when? We'll do it uh, tomorrow morning. I mean, not tomorrow today. morning. Let me I check. See where I got to prepare myself for this a little bit, but uh, we should have a juice diet or something for the next couple of days. I'll tell you how it tastes. I mean, it's salty. 
Yeah, we'll do it. How, how, how do you know? <laughs> Just taking yeah. a guess at it. It's salty. <laughs> a guess? I don't that was a hell of a guess. It's not jizz. Oh. Nick. Nicholas. Oh. What? Oh. It's not. And how do you know that? <laughs> because I hear dark sides say all the time, salty dicks. Not. All right, I'm getting a little uncomfortable now. There's a little you guys. too much information. These guys have got way too much firsthand no, knowledge. No, I'm just telling you what I hear dark sides say. That's what he says, so I'm taking his word for it. Dark side? That Ricky Martin thing may not have not been a mistake. You're in a rock star. Oh, that's funny. You sure it's not George Michael? What is going on? That's what he says. I'm just All right, you're on, Lentino. One hundred bucks, four ounces. Okay. One of those Dixie cups. Wednesday or Thursday, maybe, after you've had a little cleansing. We have to check for when you have an open break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. A new low. When Tino drinks his own pee. Hey, three billion Chinese can't be wrong. That's right, T. You three gotta million, view it that way. Whatever. You're not alone. Yeah. What is it? Two million. Three million. Three million. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's not like it's not being done or it hasn't been done. It's being done on a daily basis. Yeah. People are saying it's healthy. This could help me. Maybe he'll start a movement here in this country. <laughs> I doubt it. He may start a movement within himself. <laughs> oh God, this is. Violent. I wonder what happens to your urine after you drink it. Like, does it go right down the track, Sam track? You'll find out. Do you check? Mm, okay. Let us know. Mm. Okay, we'll do that. We'll, we'll figure out when we're going to do that. Nick's going to drink his urine, own urine for 100 bucks. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, you might want to put your resume on monster.com because the word gets out on this, every radio station in the country is going to want you. Uh, okay, let's do some traffic and then we'll get back to the news. Psycho? Well, a finish. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Sorry. All right. If it's $100 to drink your own pee, uh, how much to charge you eat? Your own duty. Come on. All right. Oh. That, you guys. <laughs> I can't work here anymore if he's going to do that. <laughs> Just well, uh, solid one? Or like, <laughs> Why do you even entertain it, the idea of How many it? Are the Chinese doing that? <laughs> or any group of people other than in the West Village doing that? I don't think so, Katie. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to the news. A Finnish wildlife lover survived unscathed, luckily, after a beaver tried to sink its teeth into his neck as he tracked it along a remote river. The man said, I thought it would be nice to see the beaver jump into a river, so I followed it. Suddenly, the beaver disappeared, and the next thing I knew, it was hanging on my neck. Nice beaver. Experts say it's rare for beavers to attack people. The usually shy beasts just escape when disturbed or slap their tails on the ground if they feel threatened. But this one was a little more active. Luckily, the man said I managed to shake off the beaver, and it stayed staring at me a few meters away. You know, it sounds like a Monty Python movie. <laughs> <laughs> the beaver attacks was flying at him. Exactly. Chewy got him. Ah, well, it looked like a snapping beaver, right, Dark Side? Horrible. Nice beaver. <laughs> Even worse, this is in Georgia. A pet poodle has apparently chewed off its owner's bottom lip as she slept. Oh. Police say the 47-year-old woman woke from a drug-induced sleep to find her bottom lip 
missing. They say there was no evidence of a crime being committed and that the woman admitted to previously letting the dog lip, lick her mouth after she drank something sweet. They say she also told them the poodle had once taken her false teeth from her mouth and chewed them while she slept. Officers, this is no surprise. No yeah. surprise, Beth. Officers I mean, searched the house for the lip and then they came upon the dog called Shorty and found traces of blood around its mouth. No surprise. I mean, this, uh, there's a history of poodles doing things like this. That's how Nick lost his upper lip. <laughs> Puccini chewed it off while he was sleeping. Now he's all teeth. Beautiful. You did a great job with that reconstructive surgery, though, Nick. You never know. I saw Animal. Oh, you did? Rob Schneider. And yeah. what did you now think? Now me and Rob are tight. Uh, I enjoyed it. Good. Then again, you know. It's that whole situation where you've got, uh, you know, you know somebody now, or I don't know him, but I never really knew of him that much before. We had a nice conversation when we talked, kind of hit it off, so now I'm kind of liking him better. Uh, but the theater seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, the, it was packed. The show was sold out mm -hmm. that I was in, and it was definitely good. But he, I saw that scene he talked about where he let a bird eat out of his mouth. Right. You remember you played the, uh, the little soundbite on that? Mm -hmm. What he did was, and I don't know if it was a real one, but he chewed up a worm. Oh. And then he like went over to the, the, the this baby vulture and opened his mouth and the baby vulture started eating the food out of his mouth. How much for that, Nick? <laughs> Chew up a worm. How much did he do that? It's not too bad. Oh, one I'd thing go. about the movie, I had a friggin' some woman behind me. I don't know how high she was. She was in her 50s, but she laughed at everything, and you would think that would be good. But she laughed at stuff that was funny. She laughed hard at things that were just chuckles. And she laughed in anticipation of <laughs> things that might be funny. <laughs> and it was so freaking annoying. I could not believe I've, I've never experienced that before in my life. Her own husband, I, she must have been high. I bet she smoked pot or something. <laughs> so, seriously, it was that kind of thing. I was going to say, has anybody experienced that? I'm thinking, dark side, you must be friends all the time. Yeah, once in a while. Everything's funny. Yeah. It was that kind of thing. And, and I heard the husband say, you're going to have to move to the other side of the theater. <laughs> At one point, he says to her, because she says, ah, I mean, out of control. It was ruining the movie. But it was pretty good. Good. Well, a German man was forced to call police and firefighters after losing the key to handcuffs he'd used to chain his wife to a hotel bed. The 36-year-old had handcuffed his 31-year-old wife to the wrought iron bed. Officers tried many different handcuff keys but were unable to free the woman, and in the end, firefighters were called in to use bolt cutters. It's not clear how long the couple waited in the room before calling for help, and the man insisted that he'd tried and searched the room for a way to release his wife that was unsuccessful. Was she nude? They don't say, but I'm assuming she was at the very least scantily clad. We well, figure you get the bra back on in some fashion and pants. Mm -hmm. You can't get the shirt on because it has to go over the head. Right. Right, so it's got to be semi-clad. But uh, see, this is that, that, that's, that crazy behavior with the handcuffs and stuff like that. Sean's big on that. You sure that wasn't Sean? 
<laughs> I mean, for all we know, Andrea's Queen of Square Circle is still handcuffed to the mic stand. <laughs> She's at Bobby D's. She's been there for the whole weekend. <laughs> Just left my mic stand there. <laughs> A couple more things here. A man with stars autographs tattooed all over his body flew to Los Angeles for Ozzy Osbourne to sign his leg. He flew there from England. 38-year-old Steve Porter paid almost two grand for the trip. And as soon as Ozzy signed his name on Steve's leg, he left and went to a tattoo parlor so the signature could be made permanent. This is his thing. He yep, I've had it done. Oh, really? Not on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, the, in, in Europe. And not, it's much more popular over there. That's not unusual. So people, probably, people have you, you sign your autograph and then they go and have it tattooed? Yeah, well, the first time it happened, though... Um, I didn't know that this is what they do. So, I mean, a guy says, sign my arm. And I don't know if you guys, well, now that you're becoming uh, celebrities, uh, you've been signing body parts. Mm -hmm. uh, have you signed skin yet, Beth? Yeah, a few times. It doesn't write really well. Mm -hmm. you know? Scooters, I mean, scooters. Most people are, and so when you write, the pen doesn't really work good, and it kind of scribbles. And so I, a guy says, sign my arm. And, and I signed it, and it came out all crappy, and then I'm turned to sign somebody else's autograph, and he goes, great, I'm going to the tattoo parlor to get this tattooed in. And I'm like, what? I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm getting this tattooed. I'm like, dude, why don't you tell me? I would have like spent more time making yeah. it a little bit neater. So not only do they get it tattooed, but they're usually crappy autographs because they're autographed on a body. But yeah, I've seen, I've had people do that, and I've seen it. That's a commitment, yeah. you know. Nothing against Ozzy, but how legible can his handwriting be at this point? Oh, he just makes an X. Is that <laughs> put your, he makes his mark. It's a big X. Ora, that's Ozzy right there. And finally, right now, movies over the weekend. Number one again, thirty million dollars was Pearl Harbor. Barely beating out Shrek, though, with $28.4 million. They were neck and neck. Number three, really great showing for Rob Schneider, $19.8 million. Bucks. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Moulin Rouge, $14.2 million. Sean saw it, said you liked it, right? I heard another person this weekend said he really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was all right. It's just Nicole didn't get naked. Well, I, was I didn't really think she did. I was disappointed in that. Moulin Rouge came in fourth. I would have to say that's not a good showing. No. They were beat by animal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, if there's any sol uh, any consolation, Sean, um, Rob Schneider does get naked. Oh, he does in animal. <laughs> so you might want to check that out. I'll make sure I go there. And finally, number five, the Danny DeVito Martin Lawrence film. What's the worst that could happen with thirteen million bucks? Wow. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I called it. Now Moulin Rouge. I don't think it's going to be able to pull out of a fourth place first week unless it's like it got incredibly, you know, an awesome film that's being underappreciated by the critics and the word of mouth is great on it. Are you going to be going around, Sean, telling everybody they got to see this movie, honestly? Uh, Moulin Rouge? No, no. I wouldn't so tell beyond the fact that it was Nicole, if Nicole wasn't in it, what would you have reviewed the film? If Nicole wasn't in it, I'd, out of a scale of one to ten, probably a two. Boring. Mm, yeah, I mean... It, it was okay. It's just it was stupid because they were using modern songs to like the 1900s. All of a sudden, they start breaking into a chorus of uh, Nirvana. It smells like Teen Spirit. It was just ridiculous. Hmm. Okay, you know what? 
that's uh, they did smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, they say they were first. They started into like it was like all this huge chorus of like Lady Marmalade. Then all of a sudden it breaks into you know here we are now entertain us. I mean it was mm. just re- it was stupid. And then they did like the Elton John song um, and like a virgin your too. Song, I heard like a virgin yeah. Roxanne. It was. It was ridiculous. Well, it was sort of a twist they were trying to put on it, I guess, but you didn't buy it? No. Mm. The only reason I saw it is because I love Nicole. You know what song, if they had used, would have made all the difference to that Mm. thing, you know? I want to rock. Yeah, we're not going to take it. One of those, I think, would have brought it all together. Then it would have worked. Certainly would have assisted in the, I need a pool in my yard fund. The cohesiveness it lacked. (laughs) We could have damn well used the royalties. Yeah, I need a pool in my yard fund. I think I was deliberately overlooked. Uh, Stumped again. Did you do the sports? No, No. but I would like to. Red Sox beat Toronto 5-4. Cleveland over the Yankees 4-3. Florida shut out the Mets Uh. one zip. NBA Philadelphia 108-91 over Milwaukee to take that series, and they'll be taking on the Lakers. Partly sunny, high in the mid-70s today. Tonight, clear mid-50s, and tomorrow again some sun, but near 80. It's 52 at 729. All right, this is an interesting little, I don't know what what I'm going to call it. Because it's part giveaway, part solicitation. You see, we got a pair of tickets to see Aerosmith open the tour at the Meadows Music Theater this Wednesday night. And everybody who wins tickets will be qualified for the grand prize. Meet and greet passes to see the band. And I'll be picking those uh, grand prize, that grand prize winner on Wednesday morning. All right, Fuel's opening the show. Be call number 10 right now at 866 866- 860-666-4444 and you'll win the Aerosmith tickets. If you do not win and you'd like to participate in the family feud, we'll tell you to hang around. Okay? If you can't, if you don't win, you say, I can't, I can't hang on the phone. Don't worry, there's plenty of other people will be calling because we're doing the feud next. So call for the Aerosmith tickets. Stay for the feud. Is that how it works, Nick? <laughs> that's, that's the way it's going, dude. Interesting concept. <laughs> it works for me, but hey, I only slept two and a half hours. So. <laughs> we'll fake people out so we get people to call. No, people are always calling, so join the party. Aerosmith tickets to give away. The feud is next. Always a good time. It's Steve Snyder Radio. Stick around. It's Radio 104. Hey, how you doing? It's Steve. D. Snyder Radio. Hi, this is Scott Weiland and DeLeo of STP. Hey, this is Louise from Rue Gasol. This is Clint with 7 and you're jamming out. D. Snyder Radio. For a higher purpose. On Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Check this out. Well, first of all, we are playing the feud. The Steiner Radio family feud, that is. So uh, you want to join the party, win a prize pack. Jump on the phones. We actually got full lines right now, but as we as you know, as we go through it and people get questions right or don't get questions right and they drop off the phone. Try calling in then if you want to get on the party to take a shot at a shot at winning a prize pack. Tomorrow on D Snyder Radio, uh, hypothetically, Nikki Six. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking to him. Now, uh, he stood us up last week 
And he also, I've forgotten, he stood us up twice before that. <laughs> he's uh, like the date that never shows up, Mickey Six. He's neck and neck with Suzanne Summers for how many times a person has blown up an interview with us. Yeah, this is this jerk's last time. So <laughs> after that, he's just dead. So you're dead. The Snyder Radio continues, considers you dead. So I've got a couple of questions I need to ask him. I'm looking at his book, and we are like such different people. It is insane. I've got no fear of him taking my job, that's for sure. Uh, all right, but we're going to hopefully speak to him and ask the Snyder Radio later on during the week. Also, we got some reactions, things you might be interested in hearing. Regarding Jenna Bush, Diesel Doug writes, D, I think we all need to cut Jenna Bush some slack. I can remember using a fake ID to get into bars when I was 18 to 20. Just because she's the president's daughter, why should she miss out on the things most people her age do? Um, well, I, you know, I, I had a fake ID, but I probably wouldn't have tried to use one had I had my dad been president. And had the Secret Service been present. Yeah. I mean, everybody, it's still being talked about. And But I was interested. I you know, saw Sam Donaldson and Cokie Roberts. Mm -hmm. What's with that name, Cokie? How do you get taken serious when your name's Cokie? Anyway, and all these people talking, and not one person mentioned the cry for help. Jenna Bush is crying for help, people. She wants her daddy's attention. Well, there was a story uh, today that I didn't get to yet in the paper. I don't know if I will, and I'll mention it now, that... Uh Apparently, Barbara, young Barbara, tried to use a fake ID at Toads. At Toads? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking, <laughs> I was thinking George's mother, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, Toads was around in the 1800s? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when she was underage, the drinking age was 13, so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> I know, but you know what Grandma Bush said? Grandma Bush said, uh, what goes around comes around, basically. Oh, yeah, she did. She yeah, was right she up did. on stage, said he's basically getting a little of his own back. Yeah, because I'm sure they were pulling their hair out with old Georgie boy. <laughs> no one's more surprised than them to see that he's president of the United States. Trust me. They are in shock. They replayed the uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the guy who hosted the show. Uh, the one from Wayne's World does the great George Sr. impersonation. Dana, Dana, Carvey. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. And I don't know if you remember the scene, but they had him and, uh, and Will Farrell yeah. out hunting. <laughs> and the end of it is he's, he starts to lift up his gun. He's going to kill his own son. <laughs> and he stops himself. Because <laughs> he's trying to have a serious conversation. And yeah. W is just not going for it. <laughs> yeah, Dad, it's real cool. I'm going to be president. It's real cool. <laughs> uh, continuing on, I want to let Almond Eyes know that I hear his plea. He's looking for some kind of maybe musicians, uh, sort of, a, I don't know, a sort of a, a part of our webpage at Radio 104. He thought it would be cool if there's a place for musicians to meet and find each other. I'll pass that on to Todd Thomas. That's a job for Todd Thomas if there ever was one. Shame of the city. People still reacting to it. One of your strongest efforts to date, Nick. I don't know if you think it was worth the effort, because I know you went through a lot for that. Hmm. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, some fun. I mean, I 
am 27 years old hanging out in public bathrooms, but, um... That's, hey, you're 27 years old, and you said for 100 bucks you'll drink your own urine, this, so... This is true. <laughs> this is true. So, well, yeah, it was worth it. It was cool. It's you know, Mick Foley. Remember when he was here, and he was talking about the stunts he pulls? And by the way, I was watching his, his videotape he gave me of this match with Triple H. It's just, like, brutal. With Bob wire, two by four wrapped in Bob wire, hitting each other with that, and then and the tacks and all these things, he's doing insane stuff. But he said, "What well, I don't know his exact quote was, was something the effect of that pain versus the reaction. Mm -hmm. Like he had, if the reaction was big enough, you see how much pain he had to endure for the reaction it was worthwhile." And that's what would make him decide, well, okay, I'll do the tax thing. I'll do. That's how he decide what would be worth doing and what wouldn't be worth doing. So for the effort that you had to put into that, you know, hanging out in the bathroom and, and you know, some guy threatening you and stuff like that, actually getting pushed by some trucker, uh, was the reaction worth it? Do you look at it and say, well, at least the people, you know, really enjoyed it? Yeah, that's cool. I like that people enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah, well, they did. Look at the Puerto Rican princess. Ooh. Says, all I can say about Nick and shaming the city is he's getting better and better. Keep up the good work, nightlife. Cool. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. One of your, maybe one of your new neighbors. Real big assignment uh, this week. Oh, well, hold on. Let me give you a couple more reactions and you can tell them what's going on. <laughs> uh, B from Waterbury said, I just wanted to say that Nick and Sean's out on the city was so, oh, they're all so funny. People in the car stare at me. Because I'm laughing so hard. And she actually makes a really good suggestion, which I'll uh, save. And Maxis Orion says, I used a public restroom today, and I almost couldn't go because I was laughing so hard and trying to keep good posture and etiquette in the bathroom. <laughs> Nick, you sure know how to come through. So, uh, what do you got going on this week? Uh, well, this is a problem that I've been noticing around recently. Um Particularly with women, although it does happen in some men. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to put a stop to the uh, pooch pouch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the fanny pack. Now, D, yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you are a fanny pack wearer. In certain circumstances, yes, I am. <laughs> Want to go to the music uh, park with I my kid, and it's the summertime. Now, you you know what? You, you'd be beaten bloody if you go to uh, Six Flags because... <laughs> When it's the summertime and you're wearing a tank top and normal shorts, <laughs> you know, when you got the kids, the phone, the wallet, the, the tickets, uh, and, and some candy and what have you. Yeah, I don't think that you and Beth are really understanding what um, we mean by oh. pooch pouch. What do you mean? Uh, the natural one. You know? Oh, like a gut? Yeah, you know how women get that big thing that sticks out between their belly button and... The vagina. Are you going to actually go up to women and question them about stomach flap? Well, it is spring and summertime, and this is a real problem, especially now with the shorts and that big thing hanging out. <laughs> you should expect to be physically assaulted. We can't. Well, we just can't have that this summer in Hartford. So we're going to tackle that and see how we do. Are you going to... Isn't there some sort of... Uh Thing going on in Hartford this week. Taste of Hartford. Perfect place Taste to of do Hartford. it. Yeah, it might be. Do you really think you need that food? <laughs> <laughs> oh Good man, luck, I don't that's all I can say. I know where it's going. <laughs> <sighs> well, we'll have to see what happens. Well, the that, shame of this city. If that doesn't work out, maybe you can go after the uh, fanny pack wearers. 
Okay. <laughs> hey, for those of you who were listening on Friday and we did the Who's Your Inner Rockstar quiz, we never gave you the results. And if you weren't listening at 9 o'clock or early this morning when we recapped it, you would have missed it. So just to give you the rundown, it uh, turns out my inner rock star is Eminem. Hi, my name is what? My name is which um, I'm kind of cool with, actually, considering, you know, his contemporary uh, bad boy stature, uh, given the time, you know, uh, in my time. So I'm okay with that, considering I'm in my mid-40s as father with four kids. I don't know where that came from. Beth was Sade. Which I, I'm cool with that also, because I think I'm pretty much of a smooth operator. I Maybe, again, because I'm only on two and a half hours of sleep, but... I'm pleased with Sade. Sade, not, not very uh, sensual artist. I, you know, could have been worse. Could have been Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick. Nick, uh, who are you again, Nick? Chris Isaac. <laughs> Which I'm not happy about, but Beth did point out that he was rolling around the beach with that model in his video. So. Oh, yeah. He's considered to be very handsome. Yeah. I'll take that. Very cool. And he's always rolling around with some hot model. Yeah. Making out and stuff. He works. And he's got his own TV show. He does? He so. had that cool song for that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, Nick. He's 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 pretty smooth. Chris right. Isaac. Yeah, I don't know if it's still on. Yeah, the Chris Isaac show. Mm -hmm. It hmm. was new this season on, uh, I don't know, if it was Fox Showtime, or whatever. Showtime, Yeah, it's still on. He's got his own show. So, and last but not least, our own resident white trash trailer park <laughs> yeah. flannel wearing... Hot smoking, yeah. <laughs> hunting, gun toting, beard. Well, he doesn't drink beer any, anymore. I said pot smoking already. Our own redneck, Dark Side Dave, was none other than Ricky Martin, people. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty damn proud about it. Oh, yeah. I'll bet your friends gave you a lot of crap, right? Oh, my God. I didn't hear the end of it. You could do worse than Ricky Martin. Every, Ladies love Ricky every Martin. Time Not in his circle. All weekend long. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Needed to hear it. <laughs> Did anybody go, oh, Ricky, you're so fine. <laughs> Why don't you blow my mind? Hey, Ricky. No, no. Hey, Ricky. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> you will any, now. I don't think any of my friends know that one. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the results. Uh, we had some fun with it on Friday. We're not going to bother now because it's time for the family feud. But first, traffic from Psycho Dan. Psycho. This traffic report is brought to you by AT&T. Get 100 days free on select AT&T digital value packages and watch up to 200 channels. Call 1-888-824-8359. Traveling on 84 East, we had a crash just before exit 27 with a minor backup behind that. Slow again from exit 41 leading up to exit 44. 84 West, stop and go traffic over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, heavy traffic from exit 35 into town. 91 North looks good, no delays there. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be slow from exit 5D all the way up to the flyover. At 7.48, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Well, without any further ado, it's time for the feud! Woo! Oh, yeah. Well, in case you don't know how this thing works, what happens is we post questions on our Peeps poll at Radio104.com. Survey questions each week. We ask you to go to the website and answer the questions. We take your answers, put the top three answers on the board. Number one answer is worth two points. Two and three answer are worth a point apiece. And we allow you, the listeners, to play along. 
Of course, you play along at home, but people on the phone would pick up your call. If you get a correct answer, you win a D. Snyder Radio prize pack. All right? But here in the studio, we do play for the bra of shame. It is to not wear the bra of shame, which our lovely engineer, Ricky Martin, is wearing. Looking very nice Thank in you. that beige beauty. Thank you. We have two bras here. One's leopard skin, a little petite one. Another one is this big ass old school. Hooters, hooters, hooters. 60s, four, four hooker in the back. Oh, the under wire. Yeah. Oh, the total over the shoulder boulder holder. <laughs> yeah. If there ever that's was dark one. Yeah. I'm a big man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot of man. A lot of man. Low man. A lot of man in this bra. So we got people on the phone, and the, uh, the pecking order here is listeners will go first. It says Beth and Nick were tied last week. Now, should I let Nick go first before Beth? Because Beth usually beat up Nick pretty good. Well, I haven't been all that good at this game, but we'll let Nick go ahead. Well, what about ladies first? Nick, you want to be chivalrous or you want to go first? I'm a 2001 type gal. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, he's drinking his own urine soon. Yeah. So let's go to one of the listeners and let's see how they do. Carmella from Hartford. Good morning, Carmella. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Good. All right. Cool. We got a question. Okay. Taken from our peeps, Paul. Okay. Here it is. The question that was asked the listeners was, what do you think Beth's first song should be for her upcoming wedding? Beth's getting married in September, and you know, traditionally, there's the first song. What do you think it should be? What do you think the listeners said? Oh, man. Um... Think the radio show. You know, they usually play with their Think what, you know, music that uh, that works with the show. I have no idea. I can't think of anything. Uh, well, that's... Uh, Sean, was that on the list? Uh, no, I have no idea. Is that, is that on the list? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, so Carmela, you just have to... I'm sorry, but that was not there, but I appreciate uh, your contribution. Okay, Carmela. And we're giving away another pair of Aerosmith tickets a little later on in the show. Nick Lentino. Hmm. What do you think? Wait, wait, wait. wait it's dark Isn't the loser yeah. supposed to go first? Yeah, dark side. Look at the order right here. Who, who's, whose handwriting is this? That was my Sh- uh, that was So it mistake. says listener, Beth, Nick, then dark side. Right. Dark side Dave, the big loser. He goes first. Dark side Dave. Uh, I'll say that Tone Loke uh, Wild Thing song. Wild Thing. That's Good choice. It. Yeah. It's in the running. And now for the first time ever, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Electric on the floor. <laughs> Everybody please join them. <laughs> Let me see. It's on the board. Survey says. Wow. No. Not top three. Sean, it had to be there, right? Yeah, it was number six. Hmm. Number six. Right down there. Not top three. Over to you, Nick Lentino. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh Winds beneath my wings. Oh God! <laughs> Winds beneath my wings. Now, uh, why would you pick that song? I don't know. It's a wedding type song, you know. And her and Glenn are really like they inspire each other. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Little Bette Midler. Yeah. 
But, yeah, <laughs> Michelle and Darkside, they're going to use that song, but Michelle's talking about a very different wind. <laughs> um, <laughs> show me wind beneath my wings. <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> Actually, they're going to change the words wind beneath my mud flaps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, no, that wasn't there. Mm. Beth Lockwood, it is your wedding. What do you think the listener said your first song should be for your upcoming nuptials? Uh, I'm going to say... I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister. <laughs> I Want to Rock. Um, I can I can visualize that. A lot of head banging, a lot of hair throwing, fists in the air. And since you'll be in the house, D, I don't mind uh, if you, you uh, want to get up and do a little impromptu number. <laughs> well, I might feel pressured <laughs> to do so. Show me I Want to Rock! Number three answer Woo! with 18% of the vote. Yes. Lister said, I Want to Rock. Would be the your first song at your wedding. Not uh, a traditional couples dance number, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. can adapt. See if we work on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk to Bill from Middletown. Bill, it's D. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, D? I'm good. So, what do you think the listener said Beth's first song should be for her upcoming wedding, Bill? How about uh, "Baby Got Back"? <laughs> what are you like trying to wing? say, Bill? <laughs> I resent that. Talks like, give us a taste. Give us a taste. Not Let's personal. Do this. Nothing personal, Beth. It's just a little backing it up song. All right. All right. Show me, baby, got back. No, Sean. Yeah, actually, uh, number eight on the list. <laughs> number eight. See, Bill's not insane. <laughs> what, Dark Side? We don't have ba- Think about it, Beth. It could work. Can you yeah. even imagine? It's got some rhythm to it. This now let's bring perfect. Mr. and Mrs. Lockwood out of the dance floor to join the newlyweds. <laughs> I am going to bet that <laughs> Thanks, that song has never been played at the Wadsworth Athenium. You're getting all crazy there. All right, one more time around. Let's try it. Dark Side Dave, what do you think? I'm thinking... Um On the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, <laughs> oh God, that name's not going away. <laughs> well, you don't want to use your actual last name. Right. That'll be a good, a good replacement. All right, survey says. Mm. Uh, no, was that even on the list? That was on the list, more towards the bottom. Mm. But yeah, it made a showing. I don't think you guys are really thinking like a listener, Nick Lentino. Uh. I'm going to go with a little uh, GNR. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle? (laughs) What jungle are you exactly talking about? (laughs) Watch it, Snyder. (laughs) I've only slept for a couple hours. She's on it. And I may snap. This would be an awesome song for you guys. Think about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the first time Mr. and Mrs. Glenn and Beth Electric. You're gonna die! <laughs> this is not a wedding song. Damn it! No! Welcome to the jungle. Beth, one last We're only having a a piano and a stand up bass, and I don't think that they can play Welcome to the Jungle. If they try, they could. Um, All right, I'm going to think like a listener, and um, 
I hope that this isn't what they said, but I'll say anything by air supply. Mm-hmm. Anything by air supply. Do they have any hits? Sure, <laughs> many. Yeah, I know, hits. I know, and they're all played at the weddings. Air supply. Well, that would make a hell of a lot more sense. Why? You think that's bad? Well, I would never... don't think that makes sense. That, would, that wouldn't shock. Honestly, that wouldn't shock me. I would never pick any of the songs, but I think maybe the listeners would think I'm really well. Show me the dreaded air supply. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm gonna give. Listen, okay. one more shot before we blow this out here because uh, people just are not in the zone. Uh, let's talk to uh, Melissa from Derby. Hey, All right, Melissa. You- Good. You've been sitting here on the phone. You've had a chance to think about this, listening to all the answers. What do you think the listeners said best first song should be for her upcoming wedding? Um, last Resort. Last Resort? By, uh, that, that's uh, Papa Roach. Yeah. <laughs> I cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last Makes sense when you think, listen to the words, Beth. What? <laughs> 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 for the first time on the floor. <laughs> Survey says. No. <laughs> no, Melissa. That can't possibly resort. have been there, was it, Sean? No. Okay. No. Melissa's obviously insane, but a good guess anyway, Melissa. Thank you. All right, all right. I don't know what's wrong with you people. The number three answer was I want to rock with 18% of the vote. The number two answer, with 21% of the vote, was Mudbone's penis. <laughs> oh, damn. Mudbone's penis! <laughs> Come on. That works. And number one, and this should have been obvious. The obvious choice, 24% of the people. A full one quarter said, we're not going to take it. Mm. <laughs> Come on, people. I, I said I want to rock. I know. Well, that's why you should have gone. Well, why I not? Know, Just go with, we're not going to take it. If they were thinking, I want to rock. And that was number three. But no. Let's move on to the next question. Thousands upon thousands of these Snyder Radio peeps were polled. Okay. They were asked, if Dark Side Dave could shape his own swimming pool, what <laughs> shape would he choose? Yeah. <laughs> Dark Side Dave, we left off with a listener, so we're going to start with you. A giant pot leaf. <gasps> a giant funny, pot leaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think, think that that's what they would say? Yeah. Well, let me uh, see. Show me the pot leaf! Yeah, number one answer. 32% <laughs> of the listeners said, Dark Side's pool would be shaped like a pot leaf. <laughs> Over to you, Nick Nightlife Linton. Um, Latino. How's that going with that apartment search? Uh, I went around this weekend. I'm looking around. Uh... Security issues in some of the places in <laughs> South Hartford have um, steered me, well, to a couple different apartments, still in the same area, but one place I was looking at was really rough. Yeah. Nothing that bars on the windows <laughs> and uh, three or four locks, deadbolts, can't, hurt, can't help. Yeah, that's right. You can fix so. that. So, what do you think, the listeners said, um, Darkside Dave's pool would be shaped like? I'm going to say a, uh, a gun. Shaped like a gun? Yeah. So it would be more of a lap pool, wouldn't it, Beth? Yeah, I would think. <laughs> long. <laughs> a long, skinny pool. <laughs> Show me shaped like a gun. 
Number two answer. Twenty-three percent of the people said a shotgun specifically. <laughs> well, Beth, that leaves one answer for no. you. Number three answer. That's a tougher one. The two obvious ones are gone. I'll I'll say, I guess the third thing for which Dark Side Dave is most famous. I'll say, like buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Ooh. Like a butt? Like an ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, be a functionally functional shaped pool. Actually, very popular in the gay community. <laughs> All right. Survey says no. No, 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 no. All right. There was uh, was that on there, Sean? Yeah, it was number four. <laughs> Shaped like an ass number four. Very popular. <laughs> the funny thing is that when they drew it out, it looked like Nick. <laughs> um, speaking of Nick, we, we, we've got to take one more run around the, you know, around to see if we can get this. But Nick, Angel from security is here. This is a problem, I believe, that's existed before I even arrived on the scene. An old problem. They're getting ready to tow Nick's car if he doesn't move it promptly. I'm not moving it. It's in one of the reserved spots downstairs. That it, there's a problem with the parking downstairs. They've reserved too many spots, so people like me can't park in the garage, and I have a garage pass. Could it be that once again you are angry at something else and are looking to take it out on me? Uh, I am not moving that car. I'm not moving Angel, it. Angel, stay out of this. Um, <laughs> so you're making a stand again. Yep. Big one. Okay. They try to move my car. I'll have security. I'll take them. I'll take. I'll take them to South Hartford and beat the crap out of them in front of their own people. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. This is like this is like old school morning show before I got here. Stuff. All right. Let's talk to the listeners. See if anybody's got an idea what this last answer might be. Um, I'm going to Rob from New Haven. Rob. Good morning. It's D. Hey, good morning, D. How you doing, buddy? Pretty so, R- Rob, the question was, if Darkside Dave could have his own swimming pool, what shape would it be? What would he choose the shape to be? Number three answer still left on the board. What do you think the listeners said? I think the, uh, the shape was the shape of Mudbone's penis. Whoa, another lap pool. It's also <laughs> popular in the gay community. And a very long lap pool, I might add. <laughs> Olympic-sized. Uh, well... Something I haven't really wanted to say, but I guess I'll have to say it now. Show me Mudbone's penis! Mm. Oh, no, no, no. Was it on there? Sean? Yes, it was. Number six. You're not crazy. It was was a popular answer, but not top three. Thanks for playing, Rob, and keep listening. All right, okay. Uh, Quickly, one one more time around with you guys. Darkside Dave, one more answer on the board. What do you think? Um, I'm thinking a giant toe. A toe, yeah. toe-shaped pool. Yeah, toe-shaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big with the, f- the jacuzzi area would be the fungus. <laughs> That's right. All right, show me the toe. Nope, not there. Nick, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, your balls. These nuts. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> I wouldn't think that'd be his first choice. But what do I know? So, show me the dreaded these nuts. Yeah. No. You hear him splashing into the pool. Sean, was that on the list? No. See, <laughs> see, you're not thinking like a listener. Last chance. Beth Lockwood, pick um, up a point here. I will say, like Chewbacca. Chewy. <laughs> Chewy shaped. <laughs> yeah, the Wookiee. Beautiful. All right. Ah, show me Chewbacca! <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> number three answer. Number three answer yeah. was like a dead deer. <laughs> or or deer carcass. Either would have been acceptable. Okay. Um, so 17% of the people said dead deer. What else was on that list there, Sean? Uh, we had beer can. We had a uh, hash pipe. We had a bong. Big bong. Uh, toenails. And man boobs. <laughs> see, uh, it's nice to see that pentagram dropped off the list. Yeah. You've really been cleaning up your image, Dark Side. Oh, see, yeah. and then dueling banjos was the last one. That they oh, had. that's a good look. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll continue with the feud. Got a couple of questions. One, regarding the Vietnam War. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, no, it was like... And another one having to do with Dark Side Dave's bodily waste. Yeah. Uh, where does the score stand right now there, uh, Sean? Right now, Dark Side leads the way with two, followed by Nick and Beth tied at one, and the listeners are the big losers right now with zero. <laughs> it's a close race, though. It's a close race. It's anybody's bra at this point. Yeah. So stick around for more of the feud on D-Sider Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. oh we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Tomorrow on D-Snyder Radio. Well, not tomorrow, later this week on D-Snyder Radio. On the road with Mudbone. Brand new one. Summertime is upon us. Mudbone has hit the road. Last off, we left Mudbone in Mexico. Mexico, as he said. And he hinted at heading to a canal. Did he not say something about a canal? I think he did. Suggested a canal. Uh, people, the D-Snyder Radio song parody contest is in full effect. Get... Your song parodies about D. Snyder Radio into D. Snyder Radio, 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106. We're looking for creativity, originality, get, make us laugh. It's not about polish. I mean, it doesn't hurt if you can make it nice and shiny, but uh, that's not what it's all about. At the end of the day, the most original and funniest one's going to win, and the grand prize is awesome. It's a brand new Sea-Doo GTS personal watercraft valued at over $8,000. Okay, this is a serious, serious vehicle. It'll be awarded at D-Day. It'll be on a trailer. If you've got a hitch and you're the grand prize winner, you'll be there in attendance. and You'll just hitch it up and you'll pull that bastard out of there. We also have three brand new DVD players for runners-up as well. And I want to thank New England Cycle Center in Hartford, New Haven Power Sports in New Haven, and RER Motor City in Monroe for making this killer grand prize available to us, the Sea-Doo GTS for the Nissan Radio Song Parody Contest. Okay, let's get a quick traffic update and get back into the feud. All right, Dark Side, fire it up. I do believe the score stands at two for Dark Side, the bra-wearing bastard, loser from last week. One apiece for Nick and Bethy. Zero for the listeners. And who do we leave off with last? Anybody? Go to the listener. Listener, okay. Let's go to Jimmy from Long Island. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. How you doing? Very good. Thank you. Big fan. Big fan for a long time, man. 
good man. I'm glad we're, we're reaching more and more people on Long Island. You know what? People on Long Island always write to me, Jimmy, and say, could you do something about the, you know, make the signal stronger? You really can't. You know, we, we just, I'm glad that some of you guys are getting it. Cause I, that's I where, got it uh, great here in Port Jefferson, man. You got it loud and clear. Uh, that's beautiful. I listen to you that's every beautiful. morning, man. Good man. Well, Jimmy, here's the question. Hundreds of thousands of D. Snyder radio peeps were polled at Radio104.com, where each week we post our questions. They were asked, hypothetically, if the members of D. Snyder Radio were in the Vietnam War, who would have been the first prisoner of war? The first POW. <laughs> who do you think, Jimmy? Darkside Dave. <laughs> Darkside Dave. They would have caught his ass in two hot seconds. Two seconds. He's, yeah, that red hair is a problem. It's tough for him to evade... People, I think. Are you kidding me? I'm smooth. Okay. Oh, yeah, they call him the rooster. <laughs> All right, show me Darkside Dave. Sorry, Jimmy, not top three. Was he on there, Sean? Yeah, it was like uh, the last one. Yeah, last, they right. thought most people thought Darkside Dave would be evasive, Jimmy. Well, well, keep listening. Try again next week. But right now, it's time to move over to the man himself, Darkside Dave, looking resplendent in his brassiere. Thank you. I think I'm going to say uh, my answer will be Nick. Nick. Yeah. Why is that? Shots fired! <laughs> 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 shots fired! The sound bite speaks speak for him. All right. Show me Nick, baby. Number one answer, 48% of the listeners said Nick would be the first captured if he was in the war. How long would they be able to stand him as a prisoner of war is the question. First captured, first released. War is over. I don't want to leave. Can we have that prostate exam again? Um, yeah, okay, Sean, it was 48%. Not Sean, Nick. Okay, next up. Let's see, we go to Nick Lentino, the man himself, Nick, hypothetically. If the members of East Side of Radio were captured in the Vietnam War, who would have been the first POW? What do you think? I'm going to go with, uh... I think I'm going to go with you, D, because, like, your head and the hair and stuff, I think you just be an easy target, you know? I wouldn't have the hair. <laughs> no, but I can see. The 1984 hair? Yeah, that's how I picture D. <laughs> that's how I picture D in Vietnam. I'd be yelling shots fired if I was wearing that stuff. Like, shoulder pads. But with the pink outfit? Yeah, that's how I picture D in Vietnam. Was like. Good, good camo. <laughs> yeah. Shots fired. Yeah, I picture him. I want to rock in there as well. I'm going to draw attention to myself. <laughs> they use me to divert the attention from the actual <laughs> mission. All right. Show me me. <laughs> now, not top three. Sean, I'm sure I was on there. Number five. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Beth Lockwood. I'm going to go. This is getting shorter. I'm going to say myself only because I know myself pretty well, and I don't think I'd last long in a war situation. <laughs> Not a big fan of killing things. <laughs> unless, unless you were in the Navy and you could swim. That's true. Because you're like true. a fish. All right. <laughs> Show me, Beth. Yes, yes, yes. Number three answer. 13% of the listeners said Beth would be the first 
captured in the Vietnam War, if hypothetically we're in there. By the way, in case you don't know, the number one answer gets two points. Two and three answers get a point apiece. So Beth just got a point. Ah, back to a listener. The list is getting narrower. The listeners have not won anything so far. Let's go to Scott from Middlefield, who's been waiting patiently. Scott, thank you. How you doing? I'm good, man. So hypothetically, if members of D-Sider Radio were in the Vietnam War, who did the listeners think would be the first POW? Uh, I'll just say uh, Sean. Sean. And uh, with that, you're just using the process of elimination here, or do you actually think Sean would be a likely... <laughs> A likely ca- person to be captured. Uh, likely person, I think. They rarely yeah, capture the company clerks, but I suppose it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to get supplies. Maybe they maybe they catch him then. I only say that All because right. Sean actually was the, the company clerk, right, Sean? Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Survey says... Finally, right on. A w- right. listener gets a prize pack. There you go. Okay, yeah, it's got the T-shirt, and it's got the picture, and it's got coupons, and it's got euros and everything. Scott, well played. Hold on a second. We'll get your information, all right? All right. Uh, that's it. Okay, number three answer was Beth with 13%. Sean at 27%. And the runaway first place, POW. One more time, Dark Side Dave, was Nick. 48%. You would get your entire company killed. <laughs> no, I'm being No, because they would just stand there and let him go. <laughs> he would be day one killed by friendly fire, Nick Lentino. No, it would have been awesome. That would have been right. That was like uh, Douglas C. Niedermeyer in Animal House, shot by his own troops. Right. Remember that at the end? All right, one more question. Here we go. Over to Dark Side Dave, starting it off. Uh, over one billion D-Sider Radio peeps were polled. The uh, website actually froze because it was overloaded with people yeah. going to Radio104.com. And uh, they were asked if Psycho Dan <laughs> were forced... <laughs> To smell a sample of Dark Side Dave's urine. <laughs> like, what? How did poor Psycho get dragged in here? Well, you know what? We have to have another meeting for questions. I know. <laughs> Will you guys let us know when we run out of the normal questions? Okay, we're this out. This is insane. <laughs> no kidding. This is we're down. out. <laughs> this is this is Sean and Nick, six o'clock, delirious, <laughs> making up <Smell>. questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. If Psycho Dan were forced to smell Dark Side Dave's urine, <laughs> what would he say it smelled like? <laughs> Dark Side Dave, you get to go first. Uh, now, obviously, you have firsthand experience here. <laughs> I know you have to sometimes turn your head. Uh, it's just a woo! Was that strong? This is the what most ridiculous say? question ever. It's insane. What do you mean? So, I just, <laughs> you don't, you don't what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What not only is it insanely <laughs> stupid, but it's a cheap shot at Psycho. It's like not even what would Dr. Dave's urine smell like. It's what we, if Psycho is smelling it. Is that supposed to bring something like Psycho's personality affects the answer? <laughs> no. It's just, you know, he has that thing about being in the back. Bathroom and stuff. So, I'm saying if you were forced to, that's all. Oh, so this is hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man, dog. <laughs> Dan just sent his answer. I can't read it on the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Uh, okay. <laughs> dark side, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the old standby for the listeners, and I'll say weed. <laughs> yeah. I know. Plus, how many more times can the number one answer with dark side be weed? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's evergreen. You know, you could have asked us for some help on these questions. <laughs> Survey says number one answer, of course, 31%. If you know the number one answer is going to be weed, you got to at least say besides weed or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, number two answer. What do you think the listeners said? Um, I'm going to go with uh, gunpowder. Gunpowder. He eats it? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let me see gunpowder. Number three answer with 23% of the vote. People said gunpowder. <laughs> that's the sound of him going to the bathroom. It's like discharging a shotgun. Okay. Uh, let's go to you, Beth Lockwood. One more answer on the board. You can pick up a point here. I don't know, like um, like deer urine or like deer guts, something having to do with deer. <laughs> something to do with deer. I'll accept anything to do with deer in interest of getting this over with. I know. <laughs> anything with animals, I'll accept, okay? Uh, show me something animal-like. Anything I'll accept. Uh, no. <laughs> Not there. Was it deer urine on the list, Sean? <laughs> yeah, number four. There you go. You were close. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to a listener. Let's give somebody a chance at winning a prize back here. I'm going to talk to Andre from Derby. Good morning, Andre. What's up, D? You must be very pleased to answer this question. <laughs> This is a if nasty question. Psycho Dan were forced to smell a sample of Dark Side Dave's urine, what would Psycho Dan say it smelled like, Andre? I'll just go with the standby, man. I'll just say beer. Beer, the old standby. <laughs> and you know what's funny, how these, even though you don't drink much anymore, survey says. Yeah, number two answer 28% of people said it would smell like beer. Oh, you do drink I'm beer nowadays. Full grip. Yeah, once <laughs> There you go. Smelling like beer. That's right. You are drinking now, dude. That makes sense. All right, Andre, hold on. You win a prize pack, and we'll get your information there. All right, yeah. Number three answer, 23%. Gunpowder. Number two answer, 28% was beer. And number one answer, 31%. Pot, weed, cannabis. Uh, what else was on the list there? Sean. Okay, we had bong water. We had, uh, of course, deer urine, chicken soup, dank weed. Well, actually, we included that. Feet, foot fungus. And Nick's ass. Oh, oh, oh. That deserves a that's not right right there. That deserves a that's not right. Uh, well, listen. That's not right. Okay, read them and weep. What's the final score here, Sean? The final score, D, is Dark Side's the big winner this week with a score of six. And then there's a three way tie between the listeners, Nick and Beth, with two points apiece. Oh. Now, what are they going to do? All with the three bras? of them, bra shame. You guys are going to have to fight over the mm. leopard one. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I want that leopard one best. <laughs> okay. You guys, you guys duke it out. Duke it out. You know what? New questions will be posted. We're going to get have some decent new questions for Monday's feud because after the show, we'll put them together. Right, Beth? 
Okay. Yeah, so we got to, these boys need some serious help. <laughs> All right. Up next is Nick Lentino, OBGYN, and the news. Best Lockwood, what's going on out there in the world? Well, there's a new odor-fighting bikini coming to the market, if you think you need, oh, if you think you need that. Um, more evidence that sex is good for you. I have an item that might be a great Father's Day gift for Dark Side Dave, Michelle, if you're listening. Also, a genital puppet show is outraging people in Australia. <laughs> the penile foreskin as a hiding place. <laughs> and also, Ricky Schroeder in the news. Rick, sorry, Rick. Rick Schroeder in the news. Rick, yes. Rick, he deserves some dignity. And I've got some reactions to our conversation about Disney... And uh, the costumes mm -hmm. and stuff like that down there. Um, and firsthand, firsthand from someone who's just been down there bringing his own son down to work for the summer at Disney. So uh, I'll be reading that as well. So do stick around. Like I said, Nick Lentino, OBGYN. This week's, well, actually last week's, but it was very good. So we figured we'd play it again for you today. It's D-Signer Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D. Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. That's oh, going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with him much. On Radio 104. talk about our weekends and I had a pretty interesting one yep I had a pretty interesting one dark side get ready to retire the putting the band back together sound bites putting the band back together yeah use them while you can pal <laughs> I don't think that's happening um let's see uh what I want to tell you oh What's going on? Da -da -da. Oh, this week, Wednesday, be sure to tune into D Snyder Radio for Sagan's Boss, Psycho Dan's Game Show, and Shame of the City happening on Thursday. I don't know about that, Nick. I mean, that's just uh, maybe possibly crossing the line now. Yeah, you just went out and insulted people who were overweight two weeks ago. This isn't so much of a weight issue, though. <laughs> sure it is. People who have excess stomach fat. It's not stomach fat, though. I mean, I've seen thin women before have those, you know, big... I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> pillows sticking out <laughs> between, their, between their stomach and vagina. And I, I don't know. I, I, it's a problem for our city. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> yeah. Okie doke. Yeah, we'll Maybe before Mayor we'll Mike see. leaves office, he we'll can discuss, do something about that. I think it's shameful. I think women wa walking around with big pooch pouches should feel ashamed of themselves. Okay, well, we'll discuss that in the meeting after the show. Uh, a little reaction here, Beth. First of all, thank you, Glenn Campeloni or Campione from Vernon, Connecticut, for the heads up. Glenn, you know what I'm talking about. Then regarding Disney, uh, first of all, also regarding Michael J. Fox, Lou's mom writes in to say Michael J. Fox lives in Washington, Connecticut. Oh, nice area. 
Yeah, which is just a little too far west to pick up Radio 104, so he oh, probably yeah? hasn't heard of the show. I'm surprised. What do you think? Um, I don't know if Litchfield County gets us very well, but... Michael, if you're listening, call in, will you? 860-666-4444. Give us a call right now. Uh, and now, as far as Disney characters and costumes, remember someone said they weren't paid that well? Mm-hmm. Apparently, she says you get 25 cents extra an hour for if you're under five foot two and it'll fit in one of the costumes. A horrible job for low pay. There are long breaks, half hour on, half hour off, but the heat is extreme. Hmm. And they paid minimum wage, 25 cents extra, so it doesn't pay well. And Howie the man, who just brought his son to Disney to work as an intern, check this out, Nick. All right? Mm -hmm. This is an intern. Now, he's working as a ride operator for six bucks an hour. But, as he is an intern, he gets an apartment hmm. with free electric, phones already installed, dishes, microwave, furniture, beds, shuttle service for work, and it's part of a, co a college program, so he gets college credit. Also, free admissions to the parks, rides, and events every day for six months. Hmm. That's a lot better than going through a car wash. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. The whole apartment. I mean, you looked at it, you may scoff at $6 an hour. But most uh, er internships aren't even paid. Yeah. Right. So you so you scoff, but when you include that all of your you know, you have to go down there and you have a furnished apartment set up. Oh, that's cool. And every date, every chick you meet, you want to say, Hey, let's go to Disney. And you know, and you take <laughs> come back. Like you own the place, man. Yeah, I come back to my place and have pictures of Mickey Mouse up on the wall. I'm taking advantage of her. <laughs> now, how am I supposed to, you know, I just say to Clear Channel, how am I supposed to keep them on the farm when there's offers like this out there? You know, just. Exactly. To, how am I supposed to keep a dark side Dave who's right in this moment thinking of packing up the wife and the, well, whatever she is, and the kid <laughs> and heading down to Disney World to get a job Goofy as a ride I operator? That's yeah. right. Right on. And you could fit in the goofy costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the big one. All right. Uh, let's, you know what we're going to do? Let's do Nick Lentino, OBGYN. Matt from Agawam's latest offering. It's very exciting. Want to know what happened to him this week? When we last left off, he had been examining Nurse Lockwood. Well, now the tables have turned. Check it out. What separates a great doctor from the ranks of the merely good? Some say an encyclopedic knowledge of the workings of the human body and mind. Some say it's the habit of leaving prescription pads, you know, just kind of lying around. We here at the D. Snyder Radio Television Network agree with those people. We would just like to add empathy to their list. Nick Lentino, OBGYN, has empathy up the wazoo. Nick Lentino, OBGYN. This week on Nick Lentino, OBGYN, Nick Lentino, OBGYN, rides a mile in his patient's stirrups in Physician, Check Thyself, with special guest appearance from Richard Gere as Doc B. All right, Nick, just relax. It'll be over before you know it. Ow! Doc B! Ow! Just no! a couple more seconds. Ow! Ouch! I think something bit me. Puccini Jr., bad gerbil. Ladies, Nick Lentino, OBGYN, feels your pain. On Thursday night, America will feel it too. 
Nick Lentino, OBGYN. Yeah! Yeah! That Richard Gere, what an actor. When he when he said, ouch, I was like, I felt his pain. I felt like I had been bitten. I jumped, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Puccini Jr. bad gerbil is right. All right, well, we've got... <laughs> all right, and this week we'll have a brand new one. Is there any word on that? Uh, yeah, yes, we will. Uh, let me tell you about a work in progress that you'd be very interested in. This is, you know, uh, I, I, you know I've got Twisted Sisters behind the music is in the works, and I, I did some more interviewing. VH1 was down at a rehearsal with the band to film... What looks like was probably the last song <laughs> which will ever be played with all five original members. Um, and uh, But, you know, not to be outdone, Moonchild, <laughs> Dark Side Dave's band, oh, his old band, they have a behind the music in the works as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's great that VH1 recognizes some of the, you know, some of the smaller groups. On the scene, you know, in the 90s. Sure, not so. not many other of the New Britain garage bands from that era have behind the music specials. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that is in development, and we hope to have that for you shortly. But right now, we got to get to news, but first, traffic from Psycho Dan. This traffic report is brought to you by People's Bank. Traveling on 84 East, a little slow from exit 41, getting up to 44, then heavy again into the downtown tunnel. 84 West, we had a crash just before exit 64. That's off in the right shoulder now, causing just a minor delay. Slow again from exit 58. In and over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South is going to be slow in the right lane from exit 36 into downtown. 91 North looks good, no problems there. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be slow approaching exit 5D. Then again, it gets heavy from exit 4 up to the flyover. At 845, I'm cycling down with this modern record report on Radio 104. It was Mel Brooks' big night at the Tony Awards. His rendition of the producers won a record 12 Tonys. He says it means he'll have to do the hardest thing in his life, act humble. The show is the biggest Broadway hit in years. I think it, you said it has the record, right? Yeah, it is. Um, you got any Mel Brooks in that magic bag of tricks there, Dark Side? Because he deserves something. I mean, well, why didn't you tell me your ass, my ass was that big or something like that? Cause, why didn't uh, somebody tell me my ass was so big? Yeah, he's great. Mm -hmm. I'm glad for him, man. Yeah. I, I'm so glad. Did you see the original producers, Beth? No, and I, you know, keep meaning to rent it, and uh, always forget, of course, when I'm in the store. But he was really reticent to turn that into a play. People had to convince him into this show, and he finally went ahead with it, and it certainly paid off. Oh, well, they have been talking about it for years. Has anybody seen it, Dark Side? No, I never even Nick? heard of it. Mm -mm. It's one of his earliest ones. Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder. I guess it was done in the '60s. I'm figuring 60s. So I, um, I think the first one movie ever did was 12 Chairs. And then he did The Producers. And the premise, for those who don't know, is that a crooked Broadway show producer who's on... Well, he's not crooked. He's a big Broadway show producer, but he's low on money. Decides to bank get people to bankroll a play, selling them huge percentages of the show... And, you know, he sells 50%, 50%, 50% to all these dozens of people. But he tries to pick a show that will never succeed. So if it goes bust and it closes down the first night, nobody's the wiser. And the show is called Springtime for Hitler. It's a musical about the Nazis. And um, I'm not giving much away there. And it's a funny, 
funny freaking movie. But I guess the fact that it was about putting a play on, it just sort of made sense to turn it into a, a Broadway show. And tickets are over $500. Is that the actual face value or is that scalped? No, no. That's scalped. Okay. I think, I, I think the top seat's like 100 bucks. Wow. Well, actually, I mean, they're probably higher than that, the top, mm-hmm. top ones. But, but yeah, I told you, some, um, this guy I know paid over 500 bucks a ticket to go see the show. It's wild. Analysts expect Americans to spend most of the tax rebates that are on the way, giving the economy a boost. The refunds, along with interest rate cuts, should keep consumers at the checkout counters. Some are predicting $30 billion in additional spending. So, I know I'm going to get 600 bucks because... I have a family. Single people get three hundred bucks. I think yeah, that's what worked, how it works out. Yeah, three hundred. Everybody. Nick. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get three hundred bucks. Uh-huh, so. Yeah, you're gonna get by like August or September. You're gonna get three hundred dollars. Nice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember it goes by doing it by um, social security number. Something like that. So the first people getting them are people with the last two digits of their social security number between zero, uh, zero, zero and one and ten. One zero. Oh man! I have an oh eight. So going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go, but they're trying to speed them up. Yeah, you're going to get three hundred bucks. That's awesome. Nick, you're gonna get three hundred bucks. Yeah, you know what? But I, I mean, and, we and our side, you're not married. See, this way, not being married pays off because Michelle's gonna get. Is she a taxpayer too? Yeah, she has yes. to have been a tag. Well, she worked before the kid. Yeah. 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 So, she did. Yep. So you're gonna get six hundred bucks. Nice. That'll help. That's, hey, yeah, a little bonus. That, yeah. So what are you gonna do with the money, Nick? See, that's the thing. I'm gonna spend it on alcohol. And <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why is that the thing? Because they try to do the same thing in Connecticut, obviously, on a much smaller scale, the tax rebate. And all it is is a freaking waste of money. I don't want to sound like Wilkow or anything, but all these people are just going to go out and do the same thing I would do. They're going to waste the money while the government should just keep it and, you know, make some programs. I am going to guess that the majority of people aren't going to take the check to the package store now. Oh, the, well, maybe not the package store, but I, I will bet that you get a $300 check. Most people, I mean, $300. How can you really invest $300? I'll bet Darkside Dave is going to buy a lot of diapers and baby food and things for Connor. No, he's not. He's going to buy... Not, it's, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's... Uh, oh, I'm glad you said it because if I say it, it seems like, you know, like, you know, I don't know, but if I'm saying what's $600, but it's a, it's more of a windfall. Exactly. I think it's more of a, it's, I don't know about going to get booze with it, Nick, <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably more of something, that, you know, that maybe you can pay off a bill or, you know, you get tires for your car. You, get, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you might be able to fix something. Uh, it's not going to change your life. Exactly. But it's, but it's a little bit of cash in the pocket and you, I think. Going and saying you're going to spend it on booze, which I know you're not, is stupid. Why not earmark it for something of importance? Like rent. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that money, but I mean, I'm sure my father will take it from me. And As well, he should. Well, $300 actually will pay rent where I'm looking right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple months worth. Well, this is not bad, yeah. Since you weren't expecting it, why not do something really cool and say, before your dad confiscates it, yeah. and say, hey, dad, uh, 
why don't you take this and apply it to the mobile speed pass? <laughs> that would be a nice. Like, since you know he's going to do it, but beat him to the punch. Yeah, it's just a drop in the bucket, but it's a gesture. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Trial begins this week in San Jose for a man accused of an infamous act of road rage. You may remember Andrew Burnett. He pleaded innocent to charges that he threw a woman's little white dog into traffic after a minor accident. What a scumbag. You remember this, Steve? The owner says oh, yeah. her car tapped this guy's bumper and that when he came over, she rolled down the window to apologize and he reached in, grabbed the little dog and threw it into oncoming traffic, killing it. Well, initial yep. hearings are set and the jury selection is expected to begin tomorrow. This guy could face up to three years in prison and people do not like people who do this to dogs and cats. Oh, yeah. He would have been better off throwing her into traffic. Oh, I... There would have, yeah. There would have been less of an outcry. It's amazing. You know, when it, when it's a per human being, we're like ho-hum. When it's an animal, everybody's all freaked out. Oh, my God. A little white poodle? Oh. You know, an innocent dog? I mean, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying he would have been better off hurting her. Yeah. Yeah, he's a... And I saw this guy. This guy is... Dark side, you and me could have thrown him out of the car into traffic. <laughs> well, that's probably why I went for the dog. He probably could have gotten and a one. half. Yeah. So good. Go get him. Send him to jail. And uh, they'll, they'll be visiting his Hershey Highway. <laughs> <laughs> a New Jersey man is trying to crunch his way into the record books. Tony Barziel of Hamilton Township crunched his abs nonstop for a grueling 60 minutes over the weekend, doing nearly 4,200 sit-ups. He was videotaped and observed Woo! by three trainers who signed affidavits to be sent to the Guinness Book. The official record is 3,388, set in 1999 by a 46-year-old British man. This wow. guy, who's 41, did nearly 4,200. You know, Sean's crunching his way into the books, too. Mm -hmm. He's eating peanut brittle. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch his way into the record books, seeing how much he can eat. No, you know what the... The problem with those crunches is, when you're doing that quantity, Mako used to, you know, Mako, my psycho friend. Right. Like, Mako does, like, a thousand push-ups, you know, you know, as, as mm -hmm. like, a workout, you know, and he'll do, and he used to do sit-ups, uh, and, but he'd do, like, quantities, like thousands, but the skin you, gets raw on your back from that constant repetitive mm -hmm. motion, just that little rubbing right there on the tailbone when you're doing a crunch. And you wouldn't think of it because, you know, you do 10, 5, 30, 50, 100. It's not an issue. But when you get into the thousands, that repeated motion starts to wear away and then the skin gets raw. And then, you know what happens, once the skin's worn away, it gets worse and worse and you start bleeding. I mean, it's, that, that's an amazing thing. Oof. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. I'm sure he's got some special silicon-based pants or something. Spandex. Spandex will protect you. Sure. <laughs> well, the Italians have come up with a new antibacterial bikini. It is claimed that this swimwear banishes unwanted odors. Clothing shops over there are selling the bikinis made from a special fabric with an antibacterial agent in it. It is said to protect the wearer from bacteria as well as unwanted odors. What's the matter, honey? A little extra cheese on the taco? Manufacturer oh, says the bikini will stay fresh forever. Wow. I mean, we'll finally get the smell out of those fish, huh? 
Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an old joke. <laughs> an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Sean and Nick, though. Yeah. Sitting there like two dunces. <laughs> what are you dragging his son to it? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. An Austrian flasher who exposed himself to a woman and her young child was apprehended after trapping his penis in his zipper. Police easily Wait, well, what did he do? He, was he a, flashed himself. Yeah. And then he zipped it up? Yeah. Oh. There's your oh. punishment, sir. Police say they easily caught the 43-year-old who was doubled up in pain just yards away from the incident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, few, uh, the, the three-yard dash. <laughs> Have you seen my wiener? Uh, was it the Franks or the Beans? <laughs> well, the, here the story just says his manhood. Oh. You know, it really could be any of it. Oh, God. Remember that? It's something about Mary, the Franks and Beans right. scene. Oh, God. And that one quick shot oh. of <laughs> the Franks. Whatever. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Your balls are showing. You're laughing and the zipper so goes around oh. it. You're laughing so hard already at that scene, and then you can't even believe it. They show it. Oh. Franks and beans! Franks <laughs> and beans! <laughs> um, seriously, something... Well, you women never experienced anything like that in a womanly way, do you? And I never have. I mean, I mean, can you? No, it's not in the way like you guys have. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, maybe a little pubic hair or something, but other than that, you know. Yeah. But, but guys, have you ever, when you were a kid, zipped it, got it caught... What, it was looking like a dumb. No, uh, sort of, kind of. No, I mean, not, I'm not, not talking like something about Mary around the whole thing. And not clothes. the beans, but the very tip of the Frank ones. Oh, oh, that oh, hurts. Oh, oh yeah, you ain't kid. Bad, yeah. What about oh, the yeah. underpants? How does that happen? Well, I don't know sure exactly. Don't they act a as kid. a protective layer? No, They're supposed to. Well, first it, of all, then if there's the commando issue, well, issue okay. the commando. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. But the I don't know how it happened kinda, with your kid. No, uh, they kind of go though. back though. I, I mean, they're not right there against your pants. There's a little bit of space there, so it could happen. I've so is that, that a yes? Yeah, I've done that before. Oh. I, mean, I think go. every guy's done it once. Yeah, you do it once, you never. That's not ever. Make that mistake again. No. You're so careful for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'll be 80. It happened maybe when I was 10, and I will always be like, careful. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful. Don't want that to happen again. 70 years, not long enough to forget that pain. Brutal, brutal. Pioneering heart transplant surgeon Christian Barnard says regular sex is the best way to keep blood circulation flowing. South African has just put out a book, 50 Ways to a Healthy Heart, and in its opening lines, Barnard says the heart should never hold any mystique and be looked at as a primitive pump, and he goes on to say, regular sex is the most beautiful, healthiest, and most pleasurable way to keep circulation in gear and keep your heart healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Now, when I say sex, is that it had to be with a person? <laughs> I'm just finding out for Sean. Is Do it in the butt. Should we be watching out for Sean's heart or what? <laughs> well, I suppose that 
the company of another is not necessary. Can I have a story, Beth? Oh, do you use that <laughs> yeah. to try to convince her? Yeah, I need that. <laughs> well, I would say do that coupled with uh, a checkup from Doc B. <laughs> yeah. Get those two things. Say, honey, look at my cholesterol. We got to have sex. I'm dying. Whip <laughs> out everything you got and yeah. do it in the butt. <laughs> yeah. How's your heart, Dark Side? Pretty good. <laughs> Feeling all right. Yeah, mine could be better. For, I can tell you that. Mine could be better. This away from home stuff is uh, not good for the heart. I mean, can I have a copy of that? Make me a copy of that article, too. I'll run off. My next contract negotiation. I'll run off six or seven and pass them around later. Okay, thank you. A New York man is the inventor of what he's calling the high five arm. It's an oversized arm that can move, speak, and be set up to give a high five. 75-year-old Albert Cohen says he got the idea for the arm while watching Monday Night Football by himself a few years ago. Says the arm can be used by fans who watch sports alone and want to celebrate a home run or touchdown. The arm oh is programmed God. to say phrases like, nice moves. <laughs> How sad and pathetic is this story? It's also programmed to say, exactly. Dude, you're a loser. Loser. You're high-fiving a plastic arm. When's your birthday? <laughs> mm. October, the new place. Yeah, first week in October. You are one pathetic <laughs> loser. Oh, that's so Woo! sad. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't be bad. Someone always great. Yeah, that's you know. like, that's oh, like, like the yeah. end. That's the very end when your only friend is a high five arm. Everybody <laughs> needs somebody. <laughs> or something. A high five arm. <laughs> come uh, on, that wouldn't be bad if you had a rough day. You come in and you're just like, I mean, what are you, Stuart Smalley? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I mean, sometimes you can't do that with a roommate who's in their 20s or 30s. They'll think you're psychotic. But if oh, but it's they'll just think a, that the high five arm is not psychotic. Well, they won't be there. Nobody will see it. So you come in, you're just like, yeah, or that bitch. And you can say, you know, get the high five from the hand. Make you feel better. That, an inflatable oh, doll, man. and a plant, you're set. You're that's good all I to need go. To. Yeah, that's all I need. Darkside Dave, you should get one from Bucks games. Because the Bucks fans are so <laughs> few and far between yeah. in this area. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to high five you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how you talk about it, it's not as dumb as it sounds. Can it, Can the arm do anything else Sean wants to know? <laughs> you need to go to a different store for that kind of mechanical arm, Sean. Uh, life would be good. Mm. Well, this story, this story really freaked me out. A guy over in England whose cat had gone into the bushes was trying to rescue his cat. And while his head was in the bushes, a moth flew into his ear and became trapped in his ear canal. Anthony LaRose said all he could hear was the beating of the moth's wings against his eardrum. Oh. And eventually he had to go to the hospital to have it removed. He said, if you think what a bee sounds like close to your ear, imagine a moth right by your eardrum. The sensation was horrific. It must be really loud. Because, you know, it's been like camping or something, and oh. a gnat, a gnat or a mosquito goes by your ear and how loud it is, like that. And it's like, oh. and it goes right by your ear and you go, whoa, that's like, it sounds like it's so big. Wow, that must have been maddening. And it's reminding me of that movie, The Wrath of Khan. When he puts that slug in the guy's ear? Yeah, that wormy thing with the little hooky things Oof. on there. That's nightmarish. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's not a good thing at all. Freak things like that happen. I know. Anybody have like a bug any climb in anywhere ever? Every time, well, so anybody who bikes has had a bug go into your throat or. Oh yeah, in the mouth yeah. like you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's a bitch. Or in the eye or something right. like that. That sucks. Yeah. What about the nose? Oh Anybody yeah. Well, any t- if nose? you're jogging, you some I sometimes you know you get up the. Well, you might want to get your nose out of the sky. You know, you're walking around all <laughs> oh, putting on air as bad. Give me a break. With that there. thing you've got on your face, that is a natural bug catcher. <laughs> Wait a minute, I was checking the nose out. <laughs> Pre-picnic, he just goes out and he goes, Excuse me. <laughs> Yard's Excuse clear, me. family. <laughs> the phone. You started it. Oh, <laughs> the phone. Okay, I started it. I'm not, that's not what I'm going to talk to you about. I was checking out my nose. <laughs> And granted, it is, it would be large <laughs> for like Nick's face. It but would it be is a monster. Propo- but it's in proportion it to my it face. Is. I have a big head and a big face because I had this thing modified. <laughs> and I was saying, listen, you know, and Suzette said to me, because when, when I got my nose done, <laughs> when I got my nose done, Suzette said, he says, you no longer have a big nose. You she says, you have a large nose. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You freaking Wookiee bastard. I'm just, I, I, I can handle the truth. I can handle the truth. But be fair. Be honest. If I, if I came around with Paul Newman's nose on his head, how stupid would that look? It would be bad. I couldn't have a little tiny nose on this head. Seriously. Beth, you're the one who is going to be serious enough. No, it's true. It's true. If you had... If you did have Nick's nose or Paul Newman's nose, it would be very tiny on your face. It would make your face look that much bigger. You're more... Which I do not want. I already look like a moon, a crescent moon already. Now, uh, seriously, now, there's a difference between a large nose and a big nose. I used to have a big nose. Now I have a large nose. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of semantics. But yeah, I hear what you're no, saying. No, it's not semantics because Suzette said, you know, I, I used to have this like, it used to droop down at the end. You know, it's a, and, and it was like a big nose. Now it's a large nose. I think there is a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Oh, you with the? You know what? Go ahead, laugh. <laughs> Say hi to your dad. <laughs> okay. The nose never stop. The nose and ears never stop growing. Yeah, but I don't Mr. Proboscis. Yeah, I don't think that's hereditary. Though. I don't. I don't think. It's oh yeah. I have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the Scottish curse, pal. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> okay, you gotta have a conch for a nose. <laughs> like Twenty you, years. Bitch. <laughs> Walks in the room five minutes. No, but I was looking day. at it in the mirror, and I, you know, because I had the mirror and you where you could see the side, and I said, okay, I mean, but I got a big head. I'm a big guy. I got big features, big chin, big teeth, big eyes. I have a big nose, yeah, but it's not like no. I have a large nose, but it's not like a like a big conch nose. Yeah, it hurts, don't it, buddy? If you had Nick's nose, I don't think you could even breathe properly. It'd just be too small for your body. No, he wouldn't get enough oxygen no. up to his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's another issue entirely. <laughs> but when I got the nose done, I said, "Well, look, look, I, it'd be ridiculous if I had some little tiny, you know, Rob Lowe nose on mm-hmm. here." Looks stupid. I don't want it to be that obvious. Most people, you see me, they don't even, I have to tell them that I had something done. Because from the front, you really can't tell. But from the side, if I had like old pictures, A, B, you could see mm-hmm. the modifications that were made. It was shortened. Okay. <laughs> but I said, you know what? When I heard that noses keep growing, 
I said, I'm going to be like a freaking turkey by the time I'm in my 80s. I'm going to have to push my nose out of the way and just get food into my mouth. I said, I'm not going there. So I had the end taken off. All right, don't look it. Obviously, you guys are just humoring me. <laughs> a stage show in which two Australians manipulate their genitals into various objects and landmarks is provoking a storm of protest. Puppetry of the penis sold out weeks before its arrival in Swansea, but almost 400 residents there have signed petitions calling for its cancellation, saying it's an affront to public decency. Regarding puppetry of the penis... Councilman said, I know that some people say the show is pornographic, but it's been featured in London. And uh, if people want to go, they should have the right to go. We, I mean, I, Beth, we have, uh, if anybody, we should understand how they feel, those people. Because mm-hmm. we hate it when Nick and Sean do it in the office. <laughs> like, we come in and they're in there doing their little puppet show with their penises and stuff. And we're like... Come on, cut it out, put them away, gentlemen, playtime's over. And they're like, oh, we just want to do a couple more continents. We're like, on your own time, <laughs> not during the meeting. So we, I understand how they feel. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but it is Sean and Nick's right to do puppetry of the penis sure. in their spare time if they I want to. Out. You know. Three New Zealand men ended up in court when they cheated in a fishing contest by entering an old, previously frozen fish. A court heard fellow anglers were suspicious when Gary Fiskin put an odd-looking snapper on the scales, weighing in at 14 and a half kilograms. They said the fish was pale in color, had glazed eyes, aged gills, and a freezer-burned tail. The dead giveaway. <laughs> and it was filleted. <laughs> hey, this thing has no bones in it. What kind of fish is this? So they had to give back their $20,000 prize. Oh, man. That, that yeah. dark side. You'd freak out, right? It's totally. If you, if you entered like a hunting or fishing contest and some bastard entered like some rotted carcass. Oh, I'd freak. <laughs> from last year's competition. You saw a freezer burn on the fur. You wouldn't like that <laughs> yeah, at all. Not a chance. So wait a minute. You know, did we talk about it on the air that somebody, you did say that. What's somebody that? stole the rotted skull, right? Yeah, it's gone. It's MIA. Somebody stole it out of the freaking garage. You know that skull that he was rotting for yeah. a long time? Was it slowly decaying, get letting the maggots eat at it and stuff? Somebody stole it. Did you, did you report it to the police? No, no, <laughs> we didn't do that. I, we, I almost did, though, but that was the only thing gone. I went walking through all these backyards in the neighborhood and everything, looking maybe, you know, a squirrel or something took it, but nothing. It's I gone. I find that so difficult to believe. I got to tell you, that, like, the thing was that there was no front door on the garage anymore because they were going to be ripping down the garage. And um, Wait, if I was like walking by a, garage. a house in your neighborhood with no front door on the garage, that's so odd. <laughs> yeah, imagine you that. don't see that often. Yeah. If I was walking by a garage and I went in looking around, you know, and I saw the deer skull, I would have taken it. So that's why I know somebody must have stole it. Well, I kind of like the fact um, that you're fair enough and honest enough to say, "Well, it was tempting." Oh, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. It wasn't me. Oh, that's devil a good- worshippers. <laughs> no, man, it's a good mantelpiece. Oh my god! Uh, it's, it is. You ever see a deer skull with the antlers coming out? It's, yeah, in a lodge. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> that would look so cool hanging on the wall. I gotta, say, I gotta admit. I mean, if it was, well, if did it have no maggots on it? No, was by it this, clean? it was um, pretty much done. Yeah, there was little tiny pieces of fur left here and there, but for the most part, you know, it was it was cleaned off. Because so I've got disgusting. a deer skull yeah. hanging on my office wall on Long Island. 
I've got a steer skull that I bought, but it was already pre-cleaned. You know what I mean? I didn't have to have some bugs eating at it. Yeah, but that's old school, you know? <laughs> you're, you're not kidding. That's letting, old school. Letting the bugs eat it. That's <laughs> disgusting school. <laughs> uh, officers at a Canadian prison found a handcuff key hidden under an inmate's foreskin. They discovered it there after the man was taken to the hospital for unrelated chest pains. Police are now investigating how he managed to get the key and how long he had it hidden. Oh, I mean, there's a gazillion ways they get it. Don't you guys know anybody who's been in prison? Well, white-collar prison. Yeah, well, they smuggle it. You know someone who's been in prison? Everybody knows somebody who's been in prison. <clears throat> I bet you Nick doesn't. I don't. Come on. I know, no. No one who's doing time or done time. Mm -mm. In Longmeadow? Are you kidding? No, I, yeah. I don't go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Dark side? Oh, yeah, I know a lot of people. <laughs> well, <laughs> half his family and <laughs> friends are in most prison. Most of my friends have been in there. Well, well I mean, they, it, well, especially if there's any kind of conjugal visitation or mm. physical contact, it's easy. Girls come in with stuff under their, it's a little key under their tongue. The first thing they do in these situations where they can touch each other, like, you know, where I've visited people, you know, where it's not, it's not like a high security prison with a glass in between you. You come into a room, you sit across the table, and the, the, uh, the guys and the girls, they immediately kiss. And they break them up, but, you know, they don't get in trouble for it because they see each other. They, they embrace, and they just pass the key. Or they'll go in the bathroom with drugs. They'll do the mule thing. They'll mm -hmm. swallow the drugs in the, in the prophylactics. They'll go in the bathroom. They'll, yeah. And then they'll pass them to the guys. It won't, well, the, uh, the, the wardens, they get very suspicious when they hear that sound coming in. <laughs> 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 All right. Come on out with your hands up. Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> exactly. Finally today, Rick Schroeder is leaving NYPD Blue after just two and a half seasons. His wife is expecting another child, their fourth this August, and he says he wants to spend more time with his family. There are too many long days required to shoot NYPD Blue. Good for you, Rick. Yeah. I'm impressed with him. And it's he, very tough to, yeah. to, to, to out, you know, he's a child star. And then he came on onto NYPD, uh, NYPD Blue and really showed that he had it together. Mm -hmm. Impressed a lot of people. So maybe he'll get some other work. He's really, you know, he's done well for himself. Yeah. Good for him. As long as he doesn't come to Hartford and try and do mornings, <laughs> I'm very cool with him. Scores yesterday, Red Sox over Toronto 5-4. Cleveland beat the Yankees 4-3. Florida shuts out the Mets 1-0. NBA, it was Philadelphia over Milwaukee 108-91 to win that series. Some sun mid-70s today. Tonight, clear down into the 50s. And for tomorrow, again, mostly sunny and a high up near 80. It's 55 at 9-14. Well, where does the program go? We're, uh, i got to take care of this. A blank message here, guys, and uh, th that I'm sending. Um... We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and I guess we'll discuss our weekends, will we not? Yes, sir. I had an interesting one, uh, to say the least. Uh, it started with uh, uh, part two of VH1's interview with me for the Behind the Music and on my old band. And, uh, well, it didn't finish with it, but then they wound up going to a rehearsal we had with the guys. And things kind of went awry there.
Well, I'll tell you about it when we return. Uh, also, we've got Aerosmith tickets to give away when we get back. And what about the invitations to D-Day? Did we do all those as well? Yeah, we got it. Well, we give away one pair. We'll give away another pair, too. Here we go again. Who's in charge of the ticket giveaways? Dan, I thought I made that edict. I thought I made that edict. We'll discuss this after the show. Okay, we'll have Aerosmith tickets to give away when we get back. Stick around for more D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to the Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now! What do you mean? I'm trying to understand. The Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Important things you should know about. Number one, the D-Side Radio Song Parody Contest is going on. Get your parody in. Create a parody about D-Snyder Radio. Send it to us on cassette, CD, or digital audio tape. It's a dat. To D-Snyder Radio, 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106. Be creative. Be original. It's not quality. It's not quantity. It's quality. Now, somebody wrote and said, could they send in more than one? I don't see why What's not. What's thoughts about that? I don't see why not. Yeah. You're not limited. And uh, you're, uh, you're basically, you want to win. You get bragging rights, of course, and we'll probably wind up playing the thing to death if it's good. But the grand prize is a CDU GTS personal watercraft valued at over $8,000. We have three runner-up prizes. Each will receive a brand new DVD player. But this CDU. This is going to make your summer. It's a three-seater. It's massive. You can water ski and wakeboard behind it, okay? Comes to you courtesy of Westbrook Power Sports in Westbrook, Yamaha Kawasaki of Putnam, and Thayer's Marine in Norwich. So get them in. There's a picture of this uh, of this personal watercraft, the Sea-Doo, on our website at Radio104.com. The address, further details. They're starting to roll, roll in. We're going to start playing some soon, but get them to us. We're awarding it at D-Day on June 29th. I'm sure you'll hear more about that. Now, speaking of hearing more about stuff, Aerosmith is opening up their new tour Wednesday night at the Meadows Music Theater as the start of the tour. These guys are going to be fresh. This isn't going to be the tired Aerosmith a year and a half from now when the tour is over. It's going to be the fresh Aerosmith. And you can win tickets for the show if you call number 10. At 860-666-4444. And not only will you win the tickets, but you will qualify for the grand prize drawing. The grand prize drawing is a meet and greet with the band. And the band are really cool guys. Beth, you know, they had their drugged out, burned out early days. You know, where you were lucky if you found them conscious in the back room. (laughs) Now you're in there grateful. I can't believe I got a second chance at this stage. And they've never left that. Very cool guys. Uh, Except for the one who insulted you. Yeah, but they usually don't let him talk. That's good. Okay? So he's, <laughs> they don't let him talk, and this is what happened. They're probably going, dude, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. I just came out of my mouth. Where's the system? My God, man. You know, so uh, call now. You'll have a chance. I'll be doing the grand prize winner on Wednesday morning. Let me ask you a question about this, Nick. The grand prize of meeting the band, is that just... 
Are we giving away tickets all day to this, or what's the deal? No, we just have the tickets. Two pairs today, two pairs tomorrow. You pick the winner on Wednesday. So you got a pretty good shot. So four people. So you got a one in four chance if you win these tickets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Very cool. All right, call now. If you probably already have, I'm sure I'll get the message in a second. And win those tickets to see Aerosmith on Wednesday. And if you're not winning tickets, Aerosmith is amazing live. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you watch these guys at like 50 and you go, damn, they're kicking ass. Let that be an inspiration. Well, I saw just one song they did live at the Grammys, Nick. You were there or way out smoking when Aerosmith was on. I was out smoking. You missed missed every great moment of that show. But anyway, they, they were really great. Live, I thought. Uh, Jessica from Colchester won the tickets. Uh, the Stones are like that, too. You see the Stones, you go, holy crap, look at that old bastard shaking it. <laughs> but it just goes to show you, you know, people were capable of a hell of a lot more. A hell of a lot more. We allow ourselves to fall into this, like, doldrums of middle age. But look at Mick. Not only is he, like, shaking it, he's banging fashion models all over the world and knocking them up and everything. (laughs) And Darcy, you don't know for a fact that Guns N' Roses are good in concert, too. (laughs) You just sent me that message. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not in their 50s. They're getting there. All right? There's no excuse (laughs) for him not to be good. He's in his 30s. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Um, I got some reaction here I want to get to before we go any further. Uh, First of all, Tracy from Stafford thought that Friday's show was Awesome. We all work so well together. And the absolute capper was Nick's pick for the weekend on what the hell are we, am I going to do this weekend? She, says, she thought, he or she thought it was going to choke on their cereal. They were laughing so hard. Nick was insane, his picks. <laughs> are you getting, like, something money on the side or free meals for those picks? Because there's <laughs> nothing. That, they're like ads. <laughs> no. Why just do let do what we all do except for Beth and let Sean put together something for you? Because I, I enjoy that every Thursday afternoon, flipping through the paper, clipping some stuff. You know, I mean, there are people like me out there who you know want to stay off the Mass Pike for the weekend to get the free HBO <laughs> and the jacuzzi for only twenty four ninety nine. It's possible. You know, freak jacuzzi D. I mean, I know you got one in your house probably, but <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't actually. Okay. But go ahead. Not yet. But, uh, I don't have a jacuzzi, so this is a pretty good deal. Not only do I get the jacuzzi, but I get the bed and HBO. The, the jacuzzis <laughs> are overrated. I'll tell you why they're overrated. The ones in the houses, just for your information, we, we opted not to get it. Huh. Uh, because... The mechanism that makes the bubbles, which yeah. isn't farting Dark Side Day, <laughs> contrary to popular belief in your neighborhood. Redneck hot tub. Oh, oh we got a jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. We're all getting the tub, everybody farts. <laughs> um, the, the mechanism is in the bath, is under the bathtub, right? In the shell of the bathtub. Yeah. So it's right like beneath you, mm-hmm. and you hear, the, you hear the motor, and it's really loud. So there you are, like, say, oh, I'm having a nice, relaxing jacuzzi. It's like, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's really loud. People don't realize that. Yeah, you know what? Like, in an outdoor jacuzzi, sometimes they move them away Mm -hmm. from the actual thing. You know what I'm talking about, Beth? In my apartment, one of my apartments where I've lived the past few years, there was a a big, oversized sort of tub with jets. 
and uh, I only yeah. used it twice in two years that I lived there because, first of all, it's this really tiny bathroom, so it immediately gets about 300 degrees in there, mm -hmm. and right. it's really loud. Yeah. Turn up the music. It's not, <laughs> no, it's not soothing. It'll, no, but no. jacuzzi isn't like loud music time. You think jacuzzi, you think... All right, you know, some low light, you know, some relaxing. <laughs> Everything's Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, maybe some candles, maybe a book. You want to just chill in a jacuzzi. You want to relax. Yeah. Have you guys ever had a jacuzzi? Been in a jacuzzi? I mean, they're... they're they're everywhere. You yeah, know. I've been in jacuzzis outside and stuff. Never in somebody's... Oh, actually, one of my friends had a jacuzzi. And uh, that was pretty cool. But I was I was uh, under the influence that night. <laughs> so I don't remember much about it being loud or anything. But I can All see right. what you're saying. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, that's why we didn't go for it. Beth backs my play up. So to people, if you build in a house, sounds like a great idea. Think twice, you'll be disappointed, and you'll pay through the butt <clears throat> to have one stuck in there. All right, uh, some reactions. The Puerto Rican princess writing in again. Uh, this was on the article of people smoking. Uh, the, remember you did the thing where the kid was suing the dad because he, he had asthma mm -hmm. and the father wouldn't stop smoking. Well, <clears throat> the Puerto Rican princess says, I totally disagree with Beth. It hurts me to say it. But, Beth, you are wrong. The kid has no right to sue his dad because he won't stop smoking. Uh, stop. Don't give me the excuse that he has asthma. Oh, I, uh, I have asthma and my mom smokes. I tried to tell her to stop and she couldn't. The father could go outside or in his room with the door closed. There's no excuse for either of them. Or the kid, kid could get away from him when he's going to light up. So he just feels that the father, you can't sue your dad. The father was refusing to go outside. Well, she's saying, basically it's a respect thing, I think she's saying. You know, okay, then you pick your ass up and you say, well, then I can't stay in the room with your dad and go into the room. But I think the smoke, does, it does, the smell doesn't go away. It's, it's there. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I am all for respecting your parents and respecting your elders. But this father has disregarded his child's health. So he can yeah. feed his habit. He won't even go outside. Well, listen to this letter. I, I disagree. The, my dad is so old school when it comes to smoking. Yeah. We went to visit him in Florida. He and his wife are heavy smokers. Two packs a day, people. My little girl was running around their house. She's six, coughing her brains out. So I felt I had to say something about the overwhelming smoke and piles of butts in the ashtrays. <laughs> you know what he said? I'm old school. Hey. Hey, you turned out all right, didn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, but that's before they knew or informed us about the hazards of secondhand smoke. He says, well, hey, we didn't have a coffee table in the living room. We had a pool table. <laughs> Maybe it's a generation thing. I don't know. Sign Robin. Yeah, I've heard that so many times from my old man. Hey, you turned out okay. You turned out okay. If yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. smoke, smoke, but don't torment your kid with rolled up car windows, puffing on a cigarette, or smoking all over the house. If you know, go outside. Poor kids. Dark side. Did your parents smoke? Uh, no, neither of them smoke. Well, that's good. You never. My dad used to smoke back when he was in like Vietnam and stuff. But uh, yeah. when he met my mom and everything like that, she kind of you know put mm -hmm. him in check, and he quit smoking and drinking and stuff. 
and heroin and stuff like that in yeah, the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Quick booty. Kick, yeah, yeah. kick that too. Yeah, and I don't remember, your parents smoke or not smoke, Nicholas? No, my parents don't smoke. Never. Did they? No. So no. where'd you get it? Where'd I get smoking from? Oh, uh, your college buddies? Yeah. I mean, I never... I mean, I had smoked probably three or four cigarettes in high school, you know, but um, my roommate my freshman year in college smoked a pack a day, and I would bum them from time to time, and at the end of the year, I bought a pack, and then I was done. That's it. Beth, you? No smoking? Mom and dad? No. My, my mom, I don't think... I don't know about my dad. I know my mom's never even taken a puff of a cigarette. My uh, mom never smoked and didn't. My dad smoked pipes when I was a kid. Pipes. Cool. But now I know what you're picturing, this very, you know, sort of father knows best. No, he smoked corn cobs. <laughs> Classy. Corn cob pipes. <laughs> no, he didn't. And like insisted. It had to be the cheapest. He's one of those guys who goes, I don't know what you need that fancy tobacco for. It's 99 cents that work just fine. Yeah, that's and cool. It, and these, <laughs> these freaking corn yellowed corn cob pipes. He'd oh, walk around so smoking. Old. Now that I think about it, it really didn't register when I was a kid. <laughs> Any more than normal embarrassment about being around your parents, you know? But how insane is that? They weren't, and they weren't, wasn't that they were popular? And they wonder where I get it. He's walking around the streets with a corn cob Except pipe. Except with Frosty. That's the only place I've ever heard of him. And them. Pappy Yoakum. <laughs> <laughs> and I know in your neighborhood, Dar said everybody had a corn cob pipe. That was like a given. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that fancy schmancy brown one you do there? <laughs> but anyway, but he didn't. He smoked in the house. But none of my brothers or sister, none of us smoke. Those pipes stink. No, pipes smell good. That's where I oh, might you know have got it from. That's the problem with your pipe people. What do you, I, you I think I, it smells good. No. I think the tobacco, when I used to work at CVS, that tobacco aisle did smell really good, the loose tobacco, because yeah. it smells like flavors. Yeah, it does. I mean, I remember going, this is where I might have got it from, but going to my grandfather's house, old school Italian, he used to have, he used to smoke a pipe all the time, and the smell was really good. I, I used did he have sliver? What? Yeah. Well, they that? get like they get like um, Sean. Do you know what sliver is? No. <laughs> oh, get, that's my that's my grandfather used to say. Sliver. It's like from smoking the pipe and the tobacco in your mouth because those guys get throat cancer. Oh. It's all about here. They get like the extra thick saliva. Oh. And it's like brown and everything. Uh, I don't know. About and they're like you know, and they're like spatting on the ground. Not in the house, of course, but you know, it's like this ugly spats. Mm. And I remember one time, this is like the freaking vilest thing that ever happened to me. We're like, it's a summer day, you know, old school, no AC, from the <laughs> 60s in the car. <laughs> Windows rolled down, you know, and I'm like, and it was actually not too hot, you know, it was like a beautiful day, and I'm like leaning, like I'm in the back seat, and I'm like leaning on the window, and I'm like, got my head kind of out, just letting the breeze hit me in the face. And dad brings up a brown one. Uh, <laughs> and lets it fly out the window and hits me dead in the face uh, with his uh, tobacco juice. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and I'm like tearing my flesh off. <laughs> trying to get it. I'm like, it burns, it burns. <laughs> so then after that, like I would, I would hear him starting to bring one up and I'd be, of course, cranking the window because we didn't have electric windows. I'd be cranking like a wild man trying to catch it before it came in the window. I got good at it. Let me tell you. Ah! 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 
<laughs> you get hit in the face with one of those. It's like, so vile. So effing vile. <laughs> All right, big reaction to In a Rock Star. The um, quiz that Big Mama sent to us. Who's your inner rock star? It was at emo.com. Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Mm-hmm. Emo.com. If you want to take the test, basically 15 quick questions about your lifestyle. And I could see where the questions kind of reflected on, well, if you're a rock star, who you'd be. We took the test. And as you remember, uh, Eminem was the closest one to me. Beth was Sade. Um, I was always Sade, but it's Sade, right? Sade. Mm-hmm. Sade. Yeah. Nick was Chris Isaac, and Dark Side Dave was Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I think you're going to feel better because a lot of people went there and took the test. Dark Side. D, I took the Who's Your Inner Rockstar test. To my horror, I was Ricky Martin. <laughs> Imagine my surprise. Dark Side, I feel your pain. Diesel Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Z was came out to be Britney Spears. Hmm. Kiki, another regular writer, says, give me a break. Is it just me or all the rock stars from the late 90s? I took the test and I came up Britney Spears. Yuck. She's not even rock. Says, I'm a former 80s Jersey girl who had big hair and wore the spandex. How did I come up with being, that's what she says, how did I come up with uh, being Britney Spears? Down boy. <laughs> CJ was also Sade, Beth. Ah. So you're not alone. I don't think they have a really big selection in there. Well, it gets bigger. Uh, Lou's mom, who I think may also be Big Mama, is Lou's mom. Because said, it was funny as hell to hear the results for Who's Your Inner Rock Star. I'm glad that your results were as skewed as mine. Um, I took it, which is part of the reason why I sent it. And according to the survey, I was Bjork. Ooh. And there were no questions about personal hygiene. <laughs> so Bjork was in there. Oh, who's your inner rock star, by the way? It's www.emode, E-M-O-D-E.com. All right, here comes one from Eric in Waterbury. D, says, so he says, subject, my inner rock star sucked worse than dark sides. D, as soon as I got home from work, I took the inner rock star quiz and I was shocked. Can't believe I'm telling you guys. I must feel bad for Dark Side. Keep in mind, I'm a 31-year-old headbanger from the 80s. I listen to a lot of heavy stuff. I hang out at Dean's in Naugatuck, if that tells you anything. Whoa. Anyway, they said my inner rock star was, get this, Elton John. <laughs> I almost punched the screen. <laughs> at least like you said, D. Ricky Martin could get chicks if he wanted to. <laughs> Tell Darkseid to count his blessings, Eric from Waterbury. Is that a bro or what? Yeah, he felt bad for you, man. He came true, you know, came true confessions right here. I think I probably would have been happier with Elton John, though. Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, he had some really hip songs and everything. He's got a lot of money. Yeah, but Ricky's sort of got it going on. Yeah, I don't know. Well, listen to these two letters right here. Subject: Live in La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> D, I'm still laughing since I heard on D. Snyder Radio Encore that Darkseid's inner rock star is Ricky Martin. If that were true, Michelle is just a beard. And D is Eminem. The only thing you guys got in common is the bleach blonde hair. That's from Klepto Kyle. Now, this is at 5.17 p.m. At 5.26 p.m., he writes... D, minutes ago, I sent you an email making fun of Darkseid's results on the Find Your Inner Rockstar test. I laughed at the fact that his inner rockstar was Ricky Martin. 
Well, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones because I took the test, and it turns out that I also am the rock equivalent of the Latino loser. Yeah. <laughs> so he laughs at you, and he takes the test, and he's Ricky Martin, too. <laughs> says, of course, I can see the resemblance, but unlike Ricky, I am straight and I am single, ladies. Oh, Klepto Kyle out there making, putting his uh, stuff on the market. Hey, um, we're supposed to talk about weekends, and I had a hell of a weekend. I mean, really pretty intense, and, uh, and then the aftermath of the Twisted Rehearsal, and then subsequent conversations and thoughts and things like that I, I really can't the show's almost over I really can't get into it now so I, I'm just any you guys do anything interesting this weekend at all Dark Side were you out and about or just stayed in or what no I pretty much stayed home all weekend had a like poker game going and stuff just what was the, the weather like up here bad off and on just some showers then breaks of sun and then thunderstorms and breaks of sun back and yeah forth. I wound up not coming up for the uh, soapbox derby in Bristol because it just was too erratic. Mm -hmm. And to make the trip all the way up to get rained out, even though I think it may have actually finally gone gone down, I just couldn't take the chance, you know, to sacrifice the weekend, even though and Cody was like, I don't want to go up there. And if we get rained out, it's like I wasted my whole weekend, you know? It's one thing if you know you're going to race for sure. So, um, Beth, you went mm -hmm. to the big uh, the big show. See you too, right? I did. I did. I'm st still on a high from it. And... Uh I can't believe you were operating on a couple hours sleep, drinking caffeine, no earplugs, <laughs> losing your mind. <laughs> Glenn must have been like, who is this strange woman I'm with? Were you on your feet rocking? Oh, from the second it started, I jumped out of my seat. Well, they did this. I've never seen any band before start the concert the way they did with the house lights full on, completely on. Oh, I heard about this. walked out on stage and uh, started playing. And then about halfway through the first song, which was Elevation, the current song they're playing now, the lights went down. But it was, was pretty neat. They just sort of walked out. And this song was fantastic. Well, it's a cool song. I like this song. Yeah. What was the effect of walking out with the lights on? I mean, what did the audience make of it? Was it confusion? I, I think people or? liked it because you got to really see them. And even though I, was, I wasn't I was right down at all, I was in the 200 section, but it was kind of neat to see it for a second. And then the lights went down and it got funkier, but it was neat. You see, we used to, when I was playing, we used to do that at the end. And it was really... People were stunned because he was this band wearing all the makeup and the costumes mm -hmm. and the stage show. And usually bands like that, you know, it's all about the mystique. And at the end of the show, uh, you know, to, I would say, you know what? I'd stop the music and I'd say, turn on the, the lights. And then turn on the stage lights. i go, no, the house lights. And they'd turn on all the house lights. And most bands don't do that because it's very exposing to the band. It sort of strips away the mm -hmm. curtain. And, and, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, you got your costumes and stuff, but you're standing up there. You know, and a lot of the mystery's gone, but people used to love it. And it takes you by it really surprise, sort of, yeah. Yeah, and it sort of says, hey man, you know what, we're, it's all of us here, it's, we're pretty regular, guys and girls and whatever, and, and, and it was a cool moment, so you thought it was a cool thing? Oh, I thought, I I loved it, I can't even, I could never say a bad thing about you two, the show was fantastic, everybody... I'm not trying to get you to trash them. No, <laughs> I, you never could. <laughs> um, well, did they have a big show as well? Because, you know, in the stadiums, they had those massive shows. Yeah, well, it was a little 
Which I liked this more. It was a little more pared down. They did have a really nice setting with this huge heart-shaped catwalk that went out onto the floor and some cool lights, but it was a much smaller production than their last tour. So it was a little more intimate, you know, even though there are 20,000 people or whatever in the house, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's cool. Okay. And uh, Nikolai. Yeah. Did you do anything? I know you're at the Brickyard again, two weeks in a row. You're back. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was hanging out with Polly uh, from the Brickyard, manager there, and um, it was a good time. We got uh, the Coors Light Girls, actually, mm-hmm. were there, <laughs> and um, I was doing some stuff with them and some of the guys and the ladies who were in the crowd. So- Love the Coors Light Girls. I had never been able to utilize them before, but they were there in uh, black, short, little tank tops. So that was a lot of fun, D. You know? Did you uh, hook up? <laughs> um, well, so that was kind of like, I thought they were cute and stuff, and I would have brought both of them back and tried to take advantage of them, but seeing that it world. was like the first week, I could have brought both of them back. If I wanted to get them both back, well... Dude, you know, you're single. You're the only single guy here. Yeah. I don't get it. You don't and get what? attracted to you. Well, you've been not really active. Well, I mean, there's Lately. some things I could tell you and some things I can't tell you. Dude, a, he you can't know? take them both back to the Civic. Yeah, oh, where am I going to take him back to? Is Living the problem. in his car. Dude, yeah. I offer you my pad. I know, I was going to stay there. Actually, I really wanted to stay there Friday night. But I decided against it. But I was going to stay there Friday night. Um, but I am apartment hunting. If anyone's got good deals or if anybody wants to buy uh, Entertainment Center, um, <laughs> just give the station a call because it's up for grabs How right now. How much you want for the Entertainment Center? Like two fifty. Oh, too much. Yeah. Hey, but you got that rebate coming. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a nice wood one, and uh, I'm selling that. So yeah, it's kind of fun. I've been looking for apartments. If anybody's got apartment deals, let me know too, because I'm in my car. I might stay at the station tonight. I'm gonna see. If- <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I might. I'm gonna go to management and tell them, you know, that I plan to sleep here until I find a place. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. This is classic. I'm not taking your apartment, T. That's they got that apartment for you. It's not a morning show apartment. So I'm gonna say, listen, you guys, I'm staying here. I'm staying in that conference room, and I'll have beers here and stuff. It will be fun. So if anyone wants to come down during the Carlito show, he's like Venus flytrap. He's got beers yeah, and ladies. Not, yeah, they're gonna have to drag me out of this Dude, building. You should move in. You should bring your furniture and stuff, and just like set up like a little area for yourself in the corner. Yeah, you can put up like a little curtain around there and stuff. I might, because I I mean, seriously, all my stuff is packed, and I have to get it out of there. There are three people looking at my apartment today, so that stuff is ready to go, and I need a mover, too. Anybody wants to move me. Are you selling a little pig that holds the wine bottle? No, I'm keeping that. So what I'm going to do is I will, I will, I mean, this station, this company thinks it's a joke. My stuff will be in the conference room, posters and all. You walk in the bathroom, Nick's washing his socks. Yeah, you do, but you know, you can't afford that. Mm. No, you just you use the sink, sponge bath, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
You set oh. up shop. You have one of the sinks like with all your like toiletries. <laughs> and then you hang like clotheslines in, <laughs> in the performance studio with like clothes drying and stuff. Yeah. You walk in, he's washing his feet in the sink. Dude, they got a TV and a VCR here. All right. I got neither going on right now because none of it's connected. So, I mean, that would be perfect. That conference room's got a black leather couch. I'll take my mirror in here and, and just take my clothes Seriously. in. Yeah. Seriously. They want it, it, they got it. Slowly. They want it, they got it. You got me here. I'm living at Columbus Boulevard twenty four seven. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I got a little I got a little hey, There's no problem with getting you up to you know, get you here. Yeah. You can get up a little later, a little extra sleep. It's got advantages. Kinda nice. Yeah, it's a nice thing. Right in downtown. Maybe you can take Harper. the the sound room there. You know that one little room they got over there on the side. Yeah, maybe nobody will notice you in there. That's what I'm thinking about. So you guys, you guys got me twenty four seven. Radio station. I'm here. Call <laughs> right. my friends over. You know. Excellent. Oh, great. <laughs> Hanging out with Nick. All right, we'll talk about uh, my weekend tomorrow. I'm sorry, I, I teased you there, but um, well, it's just. You know, it's uh, too much to talk about. We ran out of show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's something that you need to discuss. You guys aren't going to sit there and you're going to have a lot of questions. Well, schedule it in for tomorrow, Nick, because it's very possibly the end of Twisted Sister for all time. And we have to find out. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was pretty, pissed, I mean, did you, it, wait a second. Well, we broke up 15 years ago. Uh, what if, did you, was there a fight? Tell us that. I mean, did you get... Pissed. Physical blows? No, I'm not talking physical blows, but you know, when you go off, did you snap no. it on and say, that's it? No. Did anybody? Yes. And one more question. Was this while VH1 cameras were rolling? No, they had just uh, left. Oh, oh that would have been awesome. Uh, yeah, well, one of the JJ says, where's VH1 now? Uh, it probably wouldn't have happened if they were there. It probably happened a bit because of them, not really because mm-hmm. of them, but I think it brought up some old feelings. And uh, and, and when they left, a discussion ensued. So I don't think I don't think that uh, people would have said the things they said if VH1 is there. Not you know, it's probably one of those things with, when cameras are around, you've got to be have the cameras around for a long time to get comfortable with them you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think if they had been say filming us 24 7 for like a week or something like that yeah it probably would have the wounds would have opened up but but uh yeah it, it's it's gotten kind of weird to say the least we'll talk about it tomorrow and you know what what do we learn today is next make it good because the winner will get a pair of invitations to d-day on june 29th so don't call if you're not going to come hang out with the gang at uh, Six Flags New England on the 29th. But if you really like to go and be a part of that whole scene celebrating two years of D. Snyder Radio, call 860-666-4444 and win yourself those invites. Okay, what do we learn today is next. It's D. Snyder Radio. Make it good, all right? It's Radio 104. You'll make it yours as well. Call D now. 666-4444. That's the whole idea. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. Ed on Long Island. 
says that we uh, we did a, a what did we learned today is a ripoff of the Opie and Anthony show. I think you can switch and reverse that, right? I think so. I mean, I didn't know. That, did we hear that they were doing what did we learned today or they did that mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. yeah. Didn't we, Nick? Yeah. After we had been doing it for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know Opie and Anthony. They're on in New York. They used to be up in Worcester this way. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing that since day one. Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened was I said, well, what did we learn today? And we were talking, and then uh, one of the people who works here said, you should do that, you know, and involve the listeners. It was like right at the beginning of the show. So I, I had forgotten, yeah, I heard they do it. They're still doing it? I don't, I don't well, know. That's the I've business for them. you. Yeah. That's the business for you. Well, I, I think we were doing it first. I certainly, because he says, you know, opening it, I do. But they, when I was on their show, they didn't do it. So it's got to be relatively new for them. All right, but enough of that. We got some sponsors for what we learned today. That's right. What do we learn today is brought to you by Boomer McLeod of Orange, which is located on Boston Post Road in Orange, and also brought to you by Town Fair Tire, the best place for the most brands, best prices, and personalized services. Sing. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. All right, let's make it good. We're playing here for invitations to D-Day. Mike from Meriden, good morning. Hey, good morning, D. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So, Mike, what did you learn today? I learned that uh, if the future turned anything out to be like Waterworld, Nick would be the only one to survive because he'd drink his own urine. Oh, man. (laughs) Talk about abstract. What a, that was, I actually didn't mind the movie Waterworld. There's a movie most people didn't even see. That was a cool uh, movie. Did they drink their yeah, own urine w- in that movie? Yes. Yeah. I, I missed yeah. it. I didn't see Wow. Mm, yeah, it is I filtered. Mean, Kevin Costner did filter his, his urine, but uh, that, was, that was a cool movie. I liked it. Which was stolen from, that whole idea was stolen from the books, the Dune books, actually, where they recycled their own urine. Hold on a second, Mike. Yeah, I forgot about that. we got to schedule that in. <sighs> You know, mm. he's got a quality entertainment, Beth. It's just not too much show for four hours. Just Drinking your own urine. Who else is doing that? Nobody else no. today, but who knows who's going to do it next week. <laughs> All right, I'll, I, I got it. Okay, it was 100 bucks. How about this? For 200 we'll fill three shot glasses, and you tell us who's is who's. Yeah. <laughs> It's a hundred dollars shot glass. Going to be three hundred, but I'll do it. Mm. Oh. But I don't want I don't want Dark Side's urine to be one of them. I want it to be my urine, Beth's urine, and either yours, D, or Psycho Dan's what, urine. What's wrong with mine? Dude, you got like I don't know what you've taken into your body, but you're a gross, disgusting pig. Well, you're not getting any of my urine. Why not? Uh, I don't want you drinking Only it. 50 bucks for your urine. <laughs> 250 uh, I am not giving you any of my urine. <laughs> All you have to oh, do is on, pee Beth. it. I have to drink it. All you have to do is pee in a little Dixie cup. It's not debatable. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, let's discuss it in the meeting. Let's discuss. 25 <laughs> oh <my laughs> He wants to drink your urine. <laughs> I think he'll pay you. Beth, <laughs> you can make okay. some money here. Oh, my God. Okay, Beth, what did you learn today besides how vile Nick is? 
I learned that there's a difference between a big nose and a large nose. And Dee, what you have going on is a large nose. Okay, I like to, I, and who do we know who has a big nose? That's a huge bitch. Dark side Don't even dad. say it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference. I'd like to point out that there's a difference. Okay. Do I have the biggest nose here? Yes, I do. But you have the biggest head here, so it's only... That's a huge bitch. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Let's talk to... Uh, we got on here. Dave from Woolkit. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going good, man. So, Dave, what did you learn today? I learned that I, f- I, can, I found a new place to hide my uh, spare house key or my spare uh, keys for my uh, work truck. <laughs> Well, sir, you must have a hell of a foreskin. Uh, hold, on, hold on a second. Yeah, I hold my hold. janitorial key ring there. <laughs> <laughs> it's sizable. Mm. Well, Dark Side Dave. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, well, I think we finally uh, found the... Answer to the mystery of Nick's missing upper lip. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was a poodle, right? It was a poodle. Just like Puccini. Yep. Chewed some guy's, some woman's lower lip off while she was sleeping. That's effed up. You wake up and you're in there and you kind of got to, all your lower teeth are exposed. Oh, that's creepy. That's creepy. Okay, let's talk to Stacy from Manchester. Hey, Stacy. Yeah. Hi. Good. Um, I learned that when Beth has her song choice, it's going to be the ultimate payback. And Darkside, get it ready. It's going to be living La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the idea. <laughs> yes, Stacy. Fire it up, Darkside. Come on. I can see him getting out there. Will you, if if she chooses that, will you come out on the dance floor? And, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. All right, hold on, Stacy. I think we got to get Dark Side out there too. Mm. Shake your bonbon, Dark Side. Look at him go! <laughs> look at him go! You're a wild man. I'm just like shake it like that. Oh man, look at Sean looks aroused. Uh, man, dude, you got to get some. Uh, let's talk to Nick. <laughs> Nick? Uh, yeah, hey, D. Does he get any music, Dark Side? There we go. Uh, D, today I learned, uh, there's a moneymaker out for me, there for me, uh, I learned that people are doing puppetry of the penis, <laughs> and, uh, since I'm gonna live here at the station now, I'm thinking about doing some sideshows at night during the Carlito <laughs> show. People want to come down, I'll do some puppetry of the penis. Yes, for- it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> no, it's going to be a really big show, and it only costs you five ninety nine to get in. Right so now. this is sort of like while you're sleeping at, and down here in the performance studio, and at night you can show do little puppet shows with people on the side. Yeah, is that I mean, what you're suggesting? Well, yeah, I know I'll be doing the puppet shows with my penis, and maybe we'll have some guest penis um, appearances, cameos. What have you during the puppet show? But since I'm gonna live here, I might as well make some money while I'm here. You know, at night, <laughs> entertain myself and some other people in some kind of. That's way. very exciting, Nick. <laughs> uh, let's go to Nicole from Meriden. I'm sure you're gonna make Shut a whole bundle. <laughs> Good morning, Nicole. How are you? Good. How are you? 
I'm very good. So, what did you learn today? Well, I didn't really learn it today, but I do have the answer to a mystery. Yes. The donkey punch. Yeah. <laughs> you learned what a donkey punch was? Yes, I did. <laughs> Can you say it on the air? Uh, I'll say it like I did to the guy that answered the phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. And this just goes to show you what a real man Nick is. Do it in the book. You take a pleasantly plump woman and you do her doggy style. Do it in the book. Then you butt. punch her in the back of the head repeatedly and ask her how it feels. It's <laughs> 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 a little bit of a variation. Beth, Beth just left. Hold on a second. Do it in the butt. Don't look at me like that, Beth. She must have gotten a variation of what the donkey punch is really all oh, about. I'm sure I yours mean, is really romantic. Not, like, well, I don't think she caught the true spirit of the donkey punch. <laughs> and that is what? The spirit of the dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's an extension of your the pleasure. Do it in the butt. <laughs> it's an extension of the pleasure that you're feeling. And you just want to have the woman, you know, sharing some of that pleasure. Let me ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> Does it involve your... Punching the woman. <laughs> it's not so much a punch, as I said. It's an extension that happens <laughs> to the wind on the back of her head. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, Is there a weight issue involved? Uh, no, I don't know where she got the plump woman. I mean, this could be any size woman, you know. And, I mean... It, you know, like I said, that's up to the particular male who, you know, his choice. That's his choice. I mean, it is the summer of the donkey punch, so we'll see what happens. And I'll see. Whip out everything you got okay. and do it in why the we, Why don't we have the summer of punching Nick? <laughs> well, that's the ass punch. Yeah. So, Nicole, you're, the ass. You, you got the story, but you're a little bit, like I said, there's a little bit of variation on the end. But think of it, Nicole, as an extension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love tap. <laughs> well, okay. I can't. Okay. Do you, I can't. I only had two and a half hours of sleep. I can't take it any longer today. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's just pick a winner. Sean, read him and weep. And without the graphic repetition of Nicole's, okay. what she learned. Mike from Meriden learned that if the future turns out to be anything like Waterworld, then Nick will be the only survivor because he's the only one that will drink his own urine. Dave from Wolcott learned that he found a new place to hide his spare house key. Stacy from Manchester learned when Beth's song choice comes out, she's gonna mm. or comes up, she's gonna have the ultimate revenge. Get ready, Dark Side. It's living la vida loca. And Nicole from Meriden Do learned it what it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> she learned what a donkey punch is. <laughs> well, Nicole did have to do research. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was like actual field research. Oh. Was that all? I mean, she seemed to choose. Beth, smile. you looked rather disgusted today. I guess I'll take the pressure of this choice off of you. It's up to you, Dean. All in favor of Nicole, say aye. 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 <laughs> all right, Nicole. <laughs> Since you did your research, you did your homework, you got the invites to D Day. Thank you. Are you ready to party? Yeah. You going to be there? Absolutely. Don't worry. You don't, no donkey punching. It will be <laughs> Thank involved. You. Is she going to be there? 
Is Nick going to be there? Yeah, he couldn't. If he lives. He couldn't. <laughs> listen, he couldn't donkey punch his way out of a paper bag, okay? <laughs> so, uh, so hold on. We'll get your information. Nicole wins uh, tickets but sets back the women's movement 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> there was a degree of bravery in there to actually say that. Uh, so Stacy, Mike, and Dave, thank you for playing along. Better luck next time. For now, it is time to go. Because we are on Will Cow time. Will Cow, Will Cow, Will Cow. Yeah, he's coming up next. And along with all the interesting things that he has to say, uh, he will also be doing at 12 o'clock. It's Old School 104. Be sure to check out Chaz with the 420 Brownie Mix and Stupid Question today. And the Carlito Show, they got it going on. It's CRL Live with Sum 41. Sum 41 will perform live from Radio 104 Performance Studio for the first ever CRL with host Carlito and his fat piece of excrement co-host, Scuba Steve. That's what it says here. I'm not saying that, Scuba. He says it on my sheet. And, of course, say, if you're down there, say hello to Nick, who will be sleeping in the performance studio tonight. I'm this is kind here. of exciting. I'm staying. staying there. Hey, so you get some entertainment as well. Uh, tomorrow, Bob Vila from this old house will be calling in. Talk to him. Also, uh, I'll finally get to uh, the little falling out that interesting thing that happened with me and my old band in our rehearsals. We've been sort of making an effort to put a little reunion thing together. I don't think it's going to happen. Also, more Aerosmith tickets to give away tomorrow. More D-Day tickets to give away tomorrow. Some other things going on, little odds and ends I want to address as well. It's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be D. Snyder Radio. It don't get much better than that. So uh, have a great day and hang around for all the other air shifts. This is Radio 104.